Everybody, you bunch of lovely people, you. This is episode 492 of Conversation Street, and it's for the episodes of Corrie between the 11th and the 15th of October. How are you doing, everybody? I am Michael. I'm Gemma. Boom, and that is Gemma. And we have got episodes 10,452 to 10,456 to discuss this week. Is that right? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's two, three, four, five, six. We've got some episodes to talk about this week, but I've written my notes down wrong. You know what we're talking about. The ones that have just been on. All the stuff with oh, Imran, Gemma. Imran! Dirty pig. What a bloody dog he is. We'll talk about him later. He's in our bad books. Um, right, what are we going to do? I went on a school trip today. We've got our roof done this week. That's what's been going on in our lives. Anything Anything to report, Gemma? No. We can we we can now start putting our boxes of rubbish in the attic and forget about them forever. <laughs> because we've been in a house a month now. Can you believe this? Yesterday was our month anniversary living in this place and it still feels still feels like the new house. And um it, yeah, it definitely if you were to visit it you'd see that it still looks like we very much have just moved in because we've been very very busy. But hopefully this weekend we'll be able to do something about that. You're really interested in this, aren't you, everybody? Jeremy, you can interu- interrupt me if I'm starting to get boring or if I've gone way, way past that do you mark want me to already. Do a quiz? Yeah, just rescue me with a quiz. I think you'd better. This is the stuff <laughs> that happened between what? No, nothing, nothing. I just, I just like talking about the house. I don't know whether people like listening about the house. Some people do, most not, I imagine. Go on. Get on with the quiz. This is things that happen between the 11th and the 15th of October and years ending in a 1 and a 6. Mm. And I sourced it from coronationstreet.fandom.com. I'm on a bit of a roll with your quizzes at the moment. How's this one looking today, Gemma? Easy, hard questions? Well, I know there's going to be complaints. Okay, okay. It's one of those, is it? Um, 11th of October, 1976. Who opens a denim factory on the street? Surely Mike Baldwin. Correct. Michael Vernon Baldwin. Yep. Mike V. Baldwin. Eleventh <laughs> of October, nineteen seventy-six. Same day. Yes. Who does Rita hit to the ground what? in an argument to do with singing? She hits somebody to the ground. Yeah, she hits them and they fall on the floor. In an argument to do with singing. <laughs> she thinks she's so. Since she's so po-faced, that woman, isn't she? We even must have watched that episode. Oh, Literally, I would I never do anything uh, like that. Oh. Can't have been Mavis. I, don't, I can't imagine her flooring Mavis. I can't imagine them being friends so after. So I'm, I'm going to say it's either... Oh! No, no, I don't know. What's the O? No, I can I can picture that now. Oh, wasn't it? It was a woman. It was a woman in the audience at the club that she was singing in. Is that correct? No. Oh, I thought it was. No, she's obviously hit more than was one Was it Alec person. Gilroy? No, it was Len. Was it Len? That was my next choice. Oh, well... Ah. Never mind. I'm remembering a different she, thing He now. gets jealous of her agent and he won't give her two weeks off to go and sing in Torquay. Uh, Although okay. I wrote sink in Torquay, <laughs> which is also possible. 11th of October 2006. Which morning bride is still wearing her wedding gown hung over after a disastrous day? Is she? Is she? She's not mourning after a death then? Or is she? 2006. What happened in 2006 on the 11th of October, if you know the answer to that? I or don't. previously, what happened? Have we talked about this in recent weeks on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
if I told you it was Bev. Yeah. Oh, Fred's dead. Fred is dead, of course. Would you know why? He died in an orgy's hallway. Why? Because he... What do you mean, why did he die? Why is he there, Michael? Old and fat. He 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 fancied Audrey, didn't he? He was going to marry Bev, but he had to go around to see Audrey before. But then he said, said, be happy. I said, be happy. And And then then he he went and died in the corridor. Do I get any marks for the quote? He sat up, broke wind. (laughs) He probably did, knowing Fred. God, imagine Fred. You wouldn't want to stand behind that, would you? No. Blimey. No, put a sheet That'd be a beefy one. Prime cut of beef, that is, everyone. That's enough. Twelfth of October, nineteen eighty-one. Which staff organised a competition to see who gets the most number of tips at the Rovers? The Rovers staff. Oh no, you've had the question. What? Who was in it? Hmm. It was. Um, it was Bet and Betty. <laughs> no, Jack, Fred, Bet, Betty. How many people were there? There's three people. Bet is one. Yeah. Um. Bet Betty is another yeah. one. Was it Fred or was it Jack? Uh, I can't believe you don't even remember. This is quite vivid in my mind. This Fred. No, uh, yeah, Fred. Yeah. He they they arrange the glasses and Beck gives him a shot glass. Yes, that's right, him, isn't, isn't it? Everyone is his amiga tips. And then uh, Annie gets annoyed and she takes all the money off them yes. and says they got divided equally. That is Fred G, by the way. Yeah, not, Fred G. Not the uh, aforementioned not Fred, Elliot. Fred Elliot. 13th of October. Mighty breaker of wins. Listen. 13th of October, 1956. What? Martin Lynch is born. Who to and who adopts him? Martin Lynch is born to Bet Lynch. Who adopts him? Pfft, I don't know. You, you do know it's a family. What's the family called? The fa- the family who uh, uh, adopted Bet's secret son. I know this, do I? What's his name? I don't know. All right, you get zero. No, then. I don't know. What? The Downs family. No, I not Martin Downs. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that. 13th of October, 1976. Ernest gets a job at what? At the denim fa- as what? At the den- denim factory. Um, Human Shield? No. <laughs> um, he didn't know that was the job description. Um, it wasn't a wages human shield. Clark. Yeah, he wasn't a human shield though, was he? He just got. He was shielding was that chair. He was doing a good job. That was. A... I think it went through him. Fourteenth <laughs> of October, nineteen ninety-one. What do Martin? Nineteen ninety-one. Yes. Okay. What do Martin and Ivy get into a furious row about at Better Buys? Nick. How about it. Um, been in the football team. No. We were talking about that I would give you a zero. Brian? A um, zero. Putting funny ideas in his head? Ivy's trying to make the kids not want to change their surnames to plan. Okay, fair days. I wouldn't have had to have tried too hard with me. <laughs> 14th of October 1996. What is Des stunned to hear about his girlfriend, Claire? Um, is this when he finds out that she's on a... She's like... Um, declined... The pension, the, the the widow's pension, because she wants to stay with him. Is it along? Is well, it she's, that? she hasn't declined it yet, but she's got. She's thinking of declining it. Yeah, she's got a pension from the IRAF. Yeah. Worth sixteen thousand pound a year, which now would be thirty grand. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Do I do I get my mark for that? Yeah, That's I gave you a mark. Fourteenth yeah. of October, two thousand and sixteen. David makes a video for Max and Lily, telling them he's going to kill who. We talked about this last week, didn't we? Macca. No. Yeah. No. Callum. No. no. 
Clayton. Clayton. <laughs> that was part of last week's quiz. I don't We've remember. got so many people to carry on his list. No. Because I can evil Father Christmas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been naughty. Listen very carefully. 15th of October, 1906. <laughs> okay. What was the name of the mine collapse that killed 37 workers, including Coronation Street residents David Daniel Grimshaw and Albert and Jack Crapper. I do know about this. I've read about this. What was the name of the mine collapse? Yeah, what's the name of the... Weatherfield Mine Collapse. No. Disaster. Mm, <laughs> almost. The, 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 um... No, what? The Weatherfield Pit Disaster. Oh, man. And then it was repeated... Do I, do I get half a mark by having Weatherfield and Disaster in there? It was repeated, um, 100 years later with David not wearing deodorant. <laughs> Pit disaster. Very good. Thank you. 15th of October 1986. Emily lets in two men claiming to be from the water board, but they're scammers. What do they steal? 1986. What? Did... Um, um, uh, an ornamental teapot and a uh, family Bible. No. What? Funnily enough. Curly's telescope. Wow, how okay. It costs £480, which in today's money is £1,438. You love that. Okay. I, I love it. 15th of October, final question. Poor Curly, you can't even use a telescope to like look out to see where they might be. Yeah, where are they? I can't tell. <laughs> and if, he ever, if he's, ever, he's ever close to catching them to get it back, they'll be like, we saw you, Cohen. A thousand yeah, miles yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Very handy, this telescope. 15th of October, 2001. It's Janice, Janice and Les's seventh wedding anniversary. What do they get each other? One of them gets some... Like, doesn't... <sighs> is there like... A, there's a kitchen appliance involved as one of them, isn't there? <laughs> like a, a deep fat fryer, a oh, toaster yeah, or deep, something. Oh, yeah, deep... Oh, you No, I said deep fat fryer. Oh, deep fat, okay, first you, answer Mark, counts. Michael. So... Who got who the deep fat fryer? I'm well, say well, Les, they... Les got Janice a deep fat fryer. Yeah, what did she get him? Um, something nice. Um, like, oh, something to do with status quo, I'm saying. Uh... Um, uh, turntable decks thing. No, she got him tickets to see Guns N' Roses. Oh, not and that. And he got he's her a, he's like the a deep fat fryer. There we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh gosh, not even half marks, is it? Oh well. I had I had fun and that's the most important thing. It's actually it's my school's quiz night tonight, Gemma. I'm missing the school quiz night to have my own quiz and I prefer yours. Oh. Even though there's no prize involved anyway. You could have gone to the other one. I did not want to go to the other one. I wanted to do a podcast. Birthdays, sixteenth of October. Maudie Edwards, who played Elsie Lappin, mm. uh, director and actress Tracy, uh, who played Tracy Spencer, Noreen Kershaw. Mm. Tracy Spencer, I've, I wrote, I, I read this out last year, was the daughter of the new old in landlady who served drinks to the current characters after the warehouse fire in nineteen seventy five. Wow, classic character. Well, I haven't done a profile of her yet. Shane Ward, who played Aidan Connor. Um, what's his name? Shane Ward. Thank you. And on the 18th of October, Ian Reddington, who played Vernon Tomlin. Happy birthday, people. Happy birthday to you all. Yeah. And, and you can go to bed now. Hmm? That's what I do on my birthday. <laughs> they're just listening in again. Oh, they're going to remember I, I it's can't a birthday. Go, I can't wake up and listen to the podcast. I don't care what they thought about Coronation Street. Well, right, for those of you now. who do, 
we're going to move on to street talk right now so we'll see you after a little musical interlude Okay, that's Street Talk. Welcome to Street Talk. Hello, is it Street Talk? Yes, it is. We've got to get on with it and hurry up because I've got to go go karting with Devon RD soon. Well, I, I I wanted to introduce our special guest. Actually, we've got um we've got the latest star of Coronation Street, Elsie, here to give her um wide and varied opinions on this week's Coronation Street. What what did you have to say about it, Elsie? Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing the rest of your opinions as the show goes on. So, Gemma... Well, you're that the... cute, you don't need to speak. She <laughs> was bloody cute, wasn't she? Wasn't Elsie the best? I love her. She's very adorable. I, I think she she was. She's, she's one of those Corrie children that has, um, just, just gets you just like that. But, um, yeah, she did, didn't have very much to say for herself. Maybe next week, because that, that's how we know that it wasn't her that dobbed um, Sabine in to the... Uh, Judge Matt, who, who's Sabine's boss? Uh, um, um, the bar. The bar bloke. chamber man. Yeah, yeah. I think Her that. head of the bar? I think it's really cool. And I love how she's called Elsie because that's like the coriest name that anybody could ever give a child, isn't it? I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's amazing. But, what? Um, she, like I've said, there's a lot to live up to with that name. I, I'm confused, honestly. If they'd have made her a redhead and called her Elsie. I don't know if been, this like... child is going to be in the show. I mean, t- to be honest, you know, she seems... <laughs> it's not like she's got a, a stable temporary... home life at the moment, is it, with Imran it... and Toya? All the foster children that Toya and Imran are getting seem very temporary. Um, and she's only four. Mm. I just, I just, it's just really weird. It's, it's well, like Toya, Toya tells Imran a... at the end that when when Elsie goes, he's going. So I can only assume they think that she's only there for a short period of time as well. But I don't know. She was cute. I would, uh, I would keep her, keep her on the show. But who knows? Um, there's, I, I think there's more for those two need to be worrying about at the moment than Elsie. Anyway, 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 what have we got storyline wise this week? Tell I you got what, some... just wanted to what? say one more thing, Toya. Putting together that princess palace by herself with German um, instructions. Yeah, they're good. We could have used her around here when we were putting that IKEA stuff together. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, he's a... You definitely could have done. I just left you I to it. I put two bedside tables together, Gemma. There weren't even any written I know, instructions. I think that well. there is a pile of stuff that you said you couldn't work out where it went, which is worrying. There are a few left over bits and bobs. It's always No, it isn't. You're supposed to put all the bits in. <laughs> right, story Gemma. I've got some terrible storyline titles for this week. Are you ready for my awful ones? So first off, first, it's really difficult. The stories were clearly leading up and merging and all twisty turnying, weren't they, this week before um, Super Soap Week? So it was hard to separate them into different ones. I've done my best. I'm going to start off with the Abby, Abby storyline. We did get a suggestion from our Facebook group that is uh, Abby Get Your Gun. Which is a play on Debbie? No, no, it's not Annie. Debbie. Get Annie. Annie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Debbie, get your enough. gun. <laughs> What's Annie? It's a musical, isn't it? Annie, get your gun. Is that a musical? Ask someone else. Ask Charlie Demella. He loves musicals. Did you hear him? Yeah, he did. Did you hear him singing about yogurt and cocoa pops in tonight's episode? No, is it? I, I, I was. I, I'll go with that. But I wanted to also call it. Last week we. What did we call it? Oh, we, last week we called it "I'll be missing you," didn't we? And this week I wanted to call it. I'll be back. Because she, yeah. she's back in Weatherfield, everybody, and she's all ready to go shooting and blowing people's brains out. So we've got that one first, and then we have and got... spitting on their corpses. Spitting on their corpses, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, extortion <laughs> is next, which we had as a storyline titled last week for Sabine's um, blackmailing of um, the lovely Imran. Um, <laughs> right, the, the... That backfired, didn't it? Right, here's my next storyline title. So this is the Neo and Jenny oh, storyline. 
<laughs> see what you've written. I've got no idea how you're going to say this. Leo de Janeiro. I don't know what the robot is. Leo de Janeiro. You know what that's supposed to be. I don't know. That's rubbish, isn't it? You think of a better one. Don't give me that look. Right, we've also got the Salon Saloff. That's all right, isn't it? Because they're selling off the salon to Natasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've mingled that one up with what's going on with the Alahans because they've clearly got the hots for Natasha for some reason. Not for some reason. I mean, that he, he seems, <laughs> there seems to be a bit of an age gap that nobody's mentioned yet. Age but, gaps mean nothing on this show. Um, it, it, this, the the Alahan part of the storyline called Alahan and Caravan. Alahan and not a caravan, it's a chalet. <laughs> um, we had a tiny bit of the character's profile story, which was um, fairly unnecessary this week. And... Uh, <laughs> I was just looking at the action. I know, sometimes this should. The so, only section of this that would benefit from being videoed is this bit where you read the. So, this is the story where Hashim is trying to get money out of Zidane, yeah? Yeah. And have Zidane payment, please. Zidane, oh, like the down yes, payment. Yes, I have Zidane payment. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, whatever. Whatever. Don't... Gemma, can you talk about Abu Bak? And then I'll do the extortion bit because, um, oh, there's lots to talk about with this one this week, and I am pretty mad. But oh. I'm in a kind of good mood this evening, so I don't know whether it's going to get a full on ramp from me. I don't know whether it's worth it for the drama because what I did enjoy about this week's episodes is how it's building up very nicely to Super Soap Week, which, um, I'm not, I'm not as spoiler free from as uh, much as I would like to be, but I am fairly spoiler free. How would you kind of rank yourself? If we had like one is I know absolutely nothing that's happening next week and 10 is I've read the scripts basically <laughs> and seen the preview tapes, which um, they, one day we're going to get preview tapes. We've been doing this podcast. No, they don't even now. have them though, do they? What do you mean? They don't have preview tapes. I think, I think they do. I think, I think they, no, I they think don't. They, I think they do. I think they no, they don't. Well, not, not they tapes. don't. They don't. Whatever. Why do you think that? Because they don't. I don't think they do. I think I think they do. Anyway, um, yeah, how's how? What if they do? Where's ours? Exactly, exactly that. Well, how spoiled are you? I would put myself at about a three, maybe for next. I week. reckon I'm a two because I've seen a headline. Yeah. And then I've seen a couple of pictures. I've seen, I've seen a, a head. Oh, and I've, I've seen, seen another. A, thing I've seen as a well. headline that's a bit vague. I've I've seen. I've seen one definite picture. No, I've seen two pictures, I think, from next week. And then kind of, I've quickly scrolled past some others, but they didn't really tell me very much. And also knowing who some of the main players are next week, which is kind of, which is um, making me have theories. Our spoiler-free policy is biting us on the bum. Why? Because I, I think we would get a lot more listeners if we did spoilers. Not that I ever want to turn our backs on the people that listen now and who don't like spoilers. And it makes it very difficult in situations like this where the show clearly wants us to go into the week with some expectations. And I wonder how much they're banking on misdirection, perhaps, that we completely miss out on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. how How much of the... Enjoyment of soaps is actually fueled by spoilers. That this is don't know because we don't. Lots of people would say an awful lot of it. Of what? Of their enjoyment is fueled yeah, exactly. by spoilers because we, I know we've got some listeners who love a good spoiler. But we hope that we kind of can. Uh, what's the word? Kind of simulate that by 
having theories and coming up with predictions. Yeah, which... and, and there are, I mean, there's things like, you know, there's a gun on Coronation Street yeah, this week. Someone's, someone's going to get shot next. Shot, yeah. <laughs> Is that an actual slip of the tongue? <laughs> um, someone's going to get shot next week. Fine. And I do not know who it is, but we can still theorise about that. It's going to be... Week, Harvey wants to get out of prison. I think... You know, maybe, uh, Statistically yeah, speaking, <laughs> the person who's going to get shot is Abby. Statistically speaking, the person who's going to get out of prison is Faye. No, it's Harvey. Faye's loving no, it. No, that would be brilliant if Faye just turned up. Like, oh, they let me out early. Did anyone... <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, Tim. Oh, no. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) You would love that, wouldn't you? And Tim would go, oh, (laughs) oh. Tim, I'm sorry to say that I think Tim is going to live to... Tim uh, would go... Go in another day. I don't care. She used to put barbecue sauce on sausage sandwiches. (laughs) She's no child of mine. Come on, come on. Abby, she's she's back on Monday morning, isn't she? After being missing for a lot, she she appeared at the end of last week's episode. Let me introduce my bit. Let me say it. On Monday, Abby comes back just in time to make Kevin his breakfast. <laughs> what a lucky... He's, he's even sleeping on the sofa, isn't he? He like, walks in the kitchen door. Abby! Abby! I'm starving. <laughs> make me beans and sausages. <laughs> I, I can't even get up to give you a hug. Abby, <laughs> Abby, I've got no clean pants. <laughs> My socks stink. Abby, I'm living in filth. <laughs> <laughs> and she like wades across the floor and there's a rattling of cans and plastic bags because it's like an inch of filth on the floor this is what happens when you leave Kevin for like what three weeks is it now and uh, um, Jack's just like huddled in the corner of his bedroom with this encroaching tide of rubbish just <laughs> overwhelming him anyway she says look I've just been thinking trying to clear my head I've missed you I've missed Jack so much um, sorry I took the money <laughs> I didn't use it for drugs I'll pay you back and he said, um, the issue is that we were going to spend that on, on the wedding, um, but maybe we don't need need it anymore. And she's like, no, I love you. I still love you. Um, Kevin sees Debbie in the street and tells her Abby's back. And she's chuffed, but she's a bit miffed that um, Abby had not been in contact with him previously. Yes. Kevin sees... Oh, no. <laughs> Imran admits to Adam... Oh, see, this is the wrong storyline here, isn't it? Yeah, look at this. Shall I read that or do you want to copy no, and paste it? No, I, I, I will just remember later. So I knew this would happen. This is what happens when you're in the stories. Crossover too much, Coronation Street. Just carry on, carry on. I'm not um, editing this. No, all right. I, okay. The Websters, shut up, are in the bistro later and Kevin reveals to Jack about Abby's being back and he's like, hooray. Kevin also tells Debbie about wanting to get the wedding organisation back on track and Debbie seems a bit cautious about this. The word chuffed is that like is that like a, a slang everywhere? Because I only just no. realised that mush as meaning face is only a southern thing. I, 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 well, I think chuffed is a, is a is a British thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just sometimes we use slang on the, on the show, and I don't know if it. No, I, I think, don't know. I think people who if people who watch Coronation Street will they understand British slang. Chuffed off that means something different and. I've just chuffed. Also yeah, means something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, ER, ER, Ashley. I've just chuffed. I say I've just chuffed. I'm not chuffed about that. <laughs> the guy's so versatile, that word. I know. Um, meanwhile, Abby's meeting with Tez, who's a bit chuffed, when he hears... <laughs> no, not really. Um, he's unnerved that Kevin's been talking to the police. So Tez is Seb's dad and Abby's ex, who knew that Kevin was finding out... 
where she was, yeah? Yeah. He hands her over a wrapped up gun that he, she's obviously asked him to get for her. Yeah, but this guy, are we, are we sure it's a gun, Gemma? I, I'm not sure whether Corrie made it obvious enough for us throughout this episode that this wrapped up, bent parcel is actually, of course it's a gun. She's Maybe constantly it's a really is unwrapping it and wrapping it back up again. It's like, no, it's not a banana. But this is like, this is like when I buy shoes. I'm like, oh, I'll look at them again. That's so nice. That's a piece isn't it? Like, I spent the two grand on this. Yeah, like, those are, I've never spent two grand on a pair of shoes. If I did, <laughs> I definitely would treat them exactly the same as Abby did. Never wear them. Uh, yeah, no, they, they did make it exceedingly obvious. I want to know. It's reminding the audience, even back up to today, like, just unwrapping it. A gun, look, everybody, hold it to okay. the camera. I brought a gun. This I've is what spoken... I've got for show and tell today. Wrap it up. Someone's about to come in and see me. I've spoken about um, Peep Show before on the podcast. It's hilarious. It's one of my favourite shows. Um, But whenever I see Abby with this gun, I remember there's an episode where I think one of their their aunts dies or something and they find a gun in her house and they get obsessed with it and they call it Gunny and they keep (laughs) like walking around the flat with it, like being all hard and holding Gunny and like, it's my turn with Gunny. I want to hold Gunny. Whereas on Coronation Street, Gunny is what the cast members call Peter Gunn, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. That that brings a whole new meaning to Abby stared at Gunny. Um, Yeah, she's got this gun. Um, She's paid two grand for it. She's forgotten to get ammunition, it looks like. (laughs) But she's very... Wouldn't she's, that be annoying? Hello, like, click, Corey, click. I'm going to blow your brains she out. She hasn't oh, told... Yeah. Yes, Cassio. Oh. Um, she hasn't... She doesn't know how to use it, does she? Because you've got to do... you got to do... Yeah, does. but you've got to do the like, thing. It's just like shooting no. at heroin, isn't it? Is this going to be like in a movie, in an action film, where the, like, the, the, the little ingenue gets the gun and trying to protect her buff man who's just been knocked down and gets the baddie in her sights and then pulls the trigger and he goes, ha-ha, you've forgotten about the safety. No. And then she goes, oh, no, I've got to... What's the safety? Where's that? I don't even know. It's a little thing you got. I know, I know, but where is it on a gun? At the top. This might be important information one day. <laughs> so, um, she says, blowing Corey's brains out is just what I need. And he leaves. She gets it out, looks at it again. It's a gun. Um, <laughs> after the break, we get reminded again. She puts it in the biscuit tin. Everyone thinks that women put buttons in our biscuit tins. Now you know the truth. Why Why is that a good place to put a gun in a house with Kevin we, and yeah, Jack? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, she's got us biscuits. <laughs> yeah, the, the only worst biscuit tin to put it in is probably the one in um, streetcars. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, like... You can just imagine her coming in one day going, Kev, what have you done with the biscuit tin? Oh, I gave it to Tim because he said he didn't have any biscuits. <laughs> That'd be your ideal story. And then he just picks it up and puts it in his mouth and blows his brains out. He's like, he's he's like strange looking biscuit. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a biscuit in the shape of a gun. <laughs> oh, I wonder what happens if I pull the trigger. I Only guess, I could I read the this thing on the, the little label that says gun. <laughs> Very macabre. Um, she, Kevin and Jack come home with a, with a takeaway from the bistro. And they're, they're they have all a lovely little reunited. union, don't they? Have a lovely little. Um, she catches up on everything PCR she's missed. Hug. Uh, Jack asks her to promise that she won't leave again, but she won't. Jack gets mad and calls her a liar, and he hates her and goes off. Now, this child is obviously supposed to be sixteen in this program. Yes, Six, sixty. Did you say sixteen? <laughs> sixteen foot tall. <laughs> How old is this child? Eleven. Okay, 
or 12 maybe at a push not a teenager i don't get i don't get children but he does seem older Yes, he does a tad. I don't know whether anyone noticed that. I don't know whether I've pointed that out ever since this kid was cast as him. And he's fine in everything. He's not. He's not. No, he's great. He's a, he's a fine addition to the cast. But I don't think they should recast him because they they'll have to chop another kid's leg off, and that's not really fair. <laughs> yeah. Abby tries to explain to Kev that um, she doesn't make promises she can't keep. Yeah, she's been a bit like been a bit too. Um, that's so fair about it. Can't, I say. Like it's some, sometimes you, you tell me it's exactly yeah, this. Here we go. Exactly this. Whenever Gemma asked me to, I promise you go, anything. And I'm like, I'll well, try. I'll try. I'd really. I can't promise. Well, I like, don't even remember what situation. I'll try. Like <laughs> I can't guarantee one way or the other. I can't remember the times that you've got really mad at me in the past when I've not been able to just say yes. Yeah. I can't. Can you think of any times? Later times. <laughs> I can't think of a specific. Like, I'll say, can you get home early on so-and-so day? Because I need a lift of the doctor or whatever. And you'll be like, I'll try. I'm sure there's been more serious ones. Anyway. Well, I don't know, but I'm with Yoda on this one. No, well done. Well done, Abby. There is try. No, there isn't. (laughs) It's do or do not. (laughs) Right, anyway. It's do do or do not, no more questions. Anyway, while all this is going on, Abby's Abby's got more going around than the head, of course, because she knows what, what she's got up to. Debbie comes. Mm. Oh yeah, Debbie gives Abby a lecture about disappointing Jack, and she wants to know. Um, <laughs> Jack's so disappointing, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's partly your problem, isn't he? You're raising him with Kevin. I thought once you got on the yeah, on the he thing, had such a promising start, and he's so disappointing now. <laughs> um, no, l- she is disappointing, Jack. Yeah, uh, can you move it up, please? Thank Sorry, you. Yeah, she wants to know why why is she back if you can't commit to staying and Abby's like oh I just can't say anything at the moment for definite and Debbie says is there anything else going on anything you can I can help with and Abby's like no can you unshag someone for me (laughs) (laughs) it's not possible (laughs) Debbie says that Abby needs to make a decision commitment or walk away and then she goes upstairs um, and Jack comes in because only there's not enough space on that set for everyone to be socially distanced um, she says, I'll make you hugging earlier. a hot chocolate. And then I just want to say one thing about this. Just because you saw two characters hugging in one scene doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be able to be in close contact with each other in a different scene because it could be a different day and a different week or even a different month, depending on when bits got filmed and whether they had to do reshoots or whatever. Mm. Just in case people were wondering, like, oh, how come they're not... They're just they're just very much relaxing the rules, but still keeping some rules, aren't they? And they're saying, well, would it be nice if they were next to each other? Would that add to it? Yeah, get them tested, put them together. I'm, I guess you know, it's fine. It's, I, just, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Well, it, it you know, at least at least at is. least it's not like it was six eight months ago, and it's like no, these characters really should be up up close to each other, and they're not. Um, Abby's like makes him makes him hot chocolate, and she says that I don't know what's. The features holds anything could happen. Aliens could abduct me. Anything could happen at Super Soap Week next week. Anything goes. I would love it if aliens did that. He says I understand, and then she looks really upset because she knows that she's gonna shoot Corey. Gonna blow his brains out. Blow his brains out. On Wednesday, Abby is researching Corey online, and she keeps spelling it wrong. She's like, "How come there's like a picture of me <laughs> and everyone else that I live with?" Um, Nina comes in and sees how she does 
how she's doing and Nina's like being quite Nina's like do you think she's acting like a big sister almost yeah yeah she's kind of being very uh familiar with Abby and like they've, they've got this very deep connection they have a seven common don't they yeah um Abby's nervy because she nearly got caught and Nina accuses her of pushing Kevin away and she says no I'm not Kevin comes back because Jack's lucky socks there and says, <laughs> She's just pausing to reflect. I'm letting on. everybody just think that through. Um, I've heard of a pair of lucky pants, but never lucky socks. No, it's one lucky sock. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Makes you wonder what happened to the other sock. Maybe that's why it's lucky, because it's the sole survivor. Mm. We've got lots of those, don't we? Jing Imran was wearing his lucky pants that night. He got lucky with Abby. I don't think it was lucky. Um... Debbie's had a cancellation for a wedding. Of course. Asha catches Nina in the street and says, let's go hang out together. And Nina's like, look, shut up. Leave me alone. Can't bothered. Abby's had a go at me. She's just irritated and wants to be left alone. Asha basically is at the moment a one girl fan group for Nina. Mm. On Friday, Nina finds out from the paper that Corey's uh, been snapped up by a German team. It looks like he's got away with all his crimes. This is um, a strange and unexpected twist for me, I just have to say. I mean, uh, who knows what's going to happen to Corey in the very imminent future. I mean, could he, he's one of the many people on my <laughs> suspect list of uh, who's going to get their brains blown out next week, basically. But I didn't think they were going to be throwing this curveball of um, him maybe going off to Germany. He must be a pretty good footballer. Yeah, he's very talented, um, but he's an arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looks like he's got away with it. Roy finds a sparkly pink diary in the cafe with a mention of football training. And I was just like, so confused about this for ages. I was like, why have they given James a pink no, a they said They said too, notebook. didn't they? They said, oh, you think it's James's just because it's pink, sparkly and pink. No, I thought it was James's because it's got football training in it. Exactly, exactly. But But then I I couldn't let it go. I was like, this is stupid. What's this got to do with anything? Why is James in this There's only two possible people in the whole of Weatherfield who could possibly be writing about football training in their diary. Yeah, and then I was like, it's not Corey's. Is it Corey's? Why has Corey got a pink sparkly (laughs) notebook? Not that I mind either way. Anyone can have whatever notebook they want. I'm not. I I don't discriminate. I think it's Tommy O's. It could be. (laughs) He's not doing football training, is he? Anyway, um, Nina Nina takes it. She's Kevin, gonna she's gonna go and see if it is James's. I don't get. Is that a joke? I don't understand. I don't know. The thing is, I don't think James has got enough personality to even pick a pink sparkly notebook. Dear diary, <laughs> football. <laughs> anyway, I got to go. I've got my tea. <laughs> oh, it's Mum and fish again. Love me, Mum. <laughs> Kevin's had Debbie's bill for the wedding and he hasn't got enough money because Abby's took two grand to pay for Gunny. Nina overhears, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Nina notices a mention of Germany in this diary that she's looking for the owner of. Then she goes to visit Kevin in the garage and she looks on the wall and there's handwriting like, put it the milk like, in the fridge, oh yeah, scumbags right. or something. And yeah. she's like, this is obviously the same handwriting as this... In the diary, it must be Tyrone's. That's exactly what I was going to say. It could be, could be Tyrone's, couldn't it? He did get in touch with his feminine side when he was going out of the Lena. With his you know, change of wardrobe and I everything. I just think, honestly... Skinny jeans, sparkly diaries, a whole new man. Of all the people, right, to have a pink sparkly 
notebook. I think that actually Abby's the least likely of everybody. Know, so is she I. like? I'm just gonna like. I know I'm mechanic called like mechanic Tom tomboy, ex drug addict. You know, bad mum. All the stereotypes of being very kind of a masculine kind of lady. But I'm gonna recapture my I'm a feminine for side. A pink, for a frilly diary. She got that from the same place that Beth got her boss lady notebook and fluffy Yeah, the, the fluffy stationery suppliers were coining it in this week. It's Rita. <laughs> She's there going, I've got all these notebooks and nobody's buying Anyway, God damn it, shut up. Um, I think it's Pendlebury Paper Products. They're back. Could be, yeah. She, now she's, she's figured it out that it's Abby's. Um, remember, Abby's got a gun. Oh, yes. She Gunny. was unwrapping it She's for looking at it in the tin. Nina comes round and accuses her of stalking Corey. And also, she wants to know where the money's gone. Oh, yeah, good. Nina, she Nina thinks, overheard, didn't she, maybe? Yeah, she thinks that. that this money has been paid for somebody to kneecap Corey. <laughs> and she thinks Abby's it's, like, oh, yeah, that probably would have been better. She's like, damn it, can you do that? I thought you had to, I'm dear, why can't? You know me, I'm very hands-on kind of a girl. <laughs> Um, yeah, she thinks there's a grand kneecap, apparently. Mm. Honestly, I think that's a better idea. Just shoot him in the knee. Well, he can't do his football anymore then, can he? Then he'd be sad, won't he? Although, hilarious. Jack is a very talented runner with his one leg. So maybe oh, and then James could. tripped over the curb. Yeah, yeah. Now he's fine. Nina tells Abby that she's uh, got to move on, stop... Um, Dwelling on it, revenge isn't the answer. And Abby's like, tough, I don't care. I'm going to shoot him with Gunny. And Nina says, no, don't do it. Do you want Corey to become a martyr? <laughs> you say Gunny, no, I'm just thinking of Brian Packer. <laughs> I just imagine Brian, Brian Packer going, okay, um, <laughs> what, uh, uh, okay, I'll try my best. And then going over, like, give him a little slap. Um, uh, she's right here, though, because this would totally happen if... Corey got shot, everyone would be like, oh, poor Corey, and nobody mm. would give a crap about Seb. No. Wouldn't even remember him. Um, she wants him to see justice and suffer in prison. And Abby says, I don't care, five seconds of agony is good enough for me, I just want to blow his brains out and spit on his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, at Nina is playing hardball here. She says, right, I'm not going to not gonna allow you to do this. You've got till tonight. Give the gun back or I'm going to go to the police and I'm going to... I've got your diary and I'm going to reveal to everybody that you wrote football down, <laughs> which is highly suspicious. I can't remember why this is important, but she's got the diary and that's significant. But she gets it back at the end of the episode. No, listen, we haven't got that far. Roy's well, listening... you've given the on the corpse quote. Roy's listening to Abby and Nina talking... And Nina's changed her mind at this point because she does Scrabble. This is a very enlightening Scrabble scene where she. Oh yeah, I didn't write about. She that. writes. She writes karma, and then she's like, "Well, oh, maybe it would be karma if he got shot in the eye." <laughs> so she goes to Nina. She goes to Abby and says, "Look, you can shoot him if you want to, but I know you're not going to. I'm not going to tell the police, but I don't support you because I know that you're too good of a person, and you'll stop yourself. I don't need to." Um, and then, this, and then this is when uh, Abby says, "I'm gonna." 
Look him in the eyes, pull the trigger and spit on his corpse. Abby was going to go after Corey with a, was it a broken bottle or something like three or four months ago? Yeah. Who was it that stopped her then? Was it Nina? It was Nina. Oh dear. Okay, it's exciting stuff. I like Um, this. I thought this was really good. I liked Nina's faith in Abby and um, it really, I found it really interesting. I did make a few, I made a few jokes in my own head and maybe on Twitter, I can't remember, mostly in my own head, about the fact that um, Abby is way more metal and goth than Nina could ever hope to be because she's the one talking about murdering people mm. and desecrating their bodies. <laughs> but it does go to show you, doesn't it, that the moral of the story has always been you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm. You know, Nina's there wearing all of her gothicy stuff and people get scared of, you know, goths and things and think they're morbid and, and creepy and violent. But actually, Abby, the little kind of cute woman who scrubs up nice and wears red nail varnish is the one threatening to murder somebody. To be fair, Nina was going to run him down with the woody last week. I know everybody's kind of added a little pop, haven't they? Like, what if I just do a little bit of a murder? Do you, uh, are you excited to see another gun on the street? Or are you sometimes... I I, I don't know, it, it doesn't have the same impact as it once did, does it? The having a firearm on the street. It used to be a big thing, but now it's everybody's it's got like, Oh, them. here we go. But this is the thing I told you, didn't I tell you before that... Um, Everyone's packing Packham. That's what I call it. Packing <laughs> a Packham. Um, this is turning into this is some kind of Cockney rhyming slang, isn't it? He's got a Packham. We know what that means, Gunny. Gunny, yeah. <laughs> They've... They did a study, or didn't I say that there was some kind of thing in the North... Because they've got, they've got gun crime problems everywhere... But they studied a gun or something, they followed a gun around and it was involved in like 50 crimes. That makes it sound like a gun's just kind of walking down the street shadily ducking into alleys. <laughs> no, and the something. police are following going, don't scare him. Don't <laughs> he scare might, him. might go off. <laughs> He's going to shoot you in the face. He'll turn around. Um, no, but that's my point. This gun could have been the same gun all the time. Maybe, maybe they're very rare. It's, very, it's quite, you know, you got to smuggle them in. Hmm. Well, it's, it's maybe it was about five years ago or something. We did a feature discussion on gun crime on Coronation Street, didn't we? It feels like we should update it or at least upload it to YouTube or something. I just wondered, have they decided that knife crime is like an EastEnders thing? It's funny, isn't it? It's people don't get have a stabby stabby very much in Coronation Street. Because really, I was if thinking they did, we this could as call well. it Stabby Abbey, the storyline. Stabby Abbey. <laughs> I was thinking this. I, I don't, and I, I mean. <clears throat> I'm confused, really, because Abby seems quite like quite a thrifty woman. Why would you buy a gun when a knife is free? Yeah, and if she's going to blow his brains out, she probably wants to do it at a close range, and a knife would be just as good for that, really, I think, wouldn't it? I think that there's, you know, it's often said that women, if they choose to commit murder, will use less violent means than a man might, you know, like, women are less likely to pick a knife or involve blood in any way it's more more yeah, common you to just poison go, you just nag don't you nag you to death <laughs> it's not working um or run people over with a car like she, she works with cars she honestly she could just get the car get like be fixing a car wait for cory to walk past because he's always hanging around for some reason slam him under the and bonnet then run him over and oh. be like oh it was a malfunction <laughs> Then she'd actually get away with it. Do you think? And you think nobody would be him. suspicious then? Oh, it's just Whoops. a coincidence. One of them soap coincidences. All these self-driving cars, eh? Virus. Everyone comes over and asking all these questions. She goes, I slept with Vimran. And then they suddenly stop, you know. 
to distract. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, even though the, 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 they are using We haven't quite revealed a lot. that. That's what's happened yet. Yeah, that's know. the first time I've I think, I think I'm sorry I spoiled know. it. I think people know. Um, yeah, even though it's um, a bit like, it's not as exciting, it's not as impactful as it used to be, I do get like a little little bit of excitement when there's a gun that appears on Corrie, especially if I know there's a big week coming up next week. I just feel like, you know, I want humans to invent something different because a gun's so cliched now. Can't it's we? Really Why like can't mankind create a new weapon? With an axe. A drone with an axe. Yeah. yeah. I want a drone with, where the rotors are just an axe spinning round. Well, that's what happened to, um, what's it, Ricky Martin? Didn't he get attacked by a drone? What? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think dear. he was doing a concert and a drone was like filming him and he like put his hand up and it just <laughs> whacked, whacked his... Chopped his fingers off. <laughs> Oh, well. Um, do you think that Nina is right that Abby will stop herself? Yeah. I would hope so. My prediction... Uh, Abby is incredibly impulsive, as we will see in the next storyline, and um, she she makes ridiculous decisions. She, do, she she doesn't think, but I would I would really seriously the... hope that she would... Oh, is it, but is it see, that she's hope? exactly like it's me. It's a hope, but maybe she, maybe she wouldn't. She's exactly like because me. She, she makes all these rash decisions and, and pledges to all these things like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. Oh, I'm going to go running. Oh, I'm going to buy a gun and shoot my enemy in the face. Oh, <laughs> then it comes to nothing in the end and you spent two grand on bugger all. Now what am I going to do with oh, it? Oh, I've got a gun. I can't sell. plenty of other villains you can sell it on, on for. Oh, look, Harvey's spoken out of prison. There you go, mate. You fancy this? Three yeah. grand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think what's going to happen is there will be a moment where Abby has the gun on Corey and then it get, and then she doesn't do it or she, she puts it down or she like goes, no, I'm better than this or some kind of rubbish. And then and then someone else grabs it and then shoots her or somebody else. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was fairly convinced a few weeks ago that Corey was going to end up um, six feet under uh, by no. the end of next week. You t- said he's going to go to prison and I said he's going to die. No. Did I? No, I thought I said maybe I wanted him to go to prison to pay for his crimes. But I thought that he probably would end up dead, especially with Super Soap Week coming up. And now I'm thinking maybe not. If only we recorded there are... these. And somebody can tell us what we <laughs> I don't listen back to these again. No, I did it. There's a... There's a... I've kind of got a list in my head of possible deaths. And although Corey is definitely on there, he's he's not at the top at the moment. And maybe as we go through the other storm, pretty much every other story has got somebody in it that's, that's on my hit list, my potential hit list anyway. So I don't particularly want to say who could be biting this bullet ne- ne- yet this week. But um, no, I what do you reckon? Is Corey going to live to kick another no, ball? No, Corey's going to die. By the end of next week, he's, he's going to be dead. Not at the hand of Abby, though. No, I think... I think maybe she's... I think he's... You're right. She's going to go to kill him, but won't. But he will somehow expire by other means. He'll fall off something or Sing down hole. a hole. Oh, I know where there's one of those. <laughs> um, and uh, the gun will shoot... The gun will be used to shoot somebody else. Like an instant bystander or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but but will will he die a martyr, like Nina said? No. Or is he, he's going to reveal his Someone's evil... Someone's going to live stream him on, on a TikTok. Because mm. the only person, really, that knows that he absolutely definitely did it is, is Kelly, isn't it? Well, Kelly's the one that was she, there when he not, did it. Yeah, and, and she's not going to... She's obviously not going to be there. Um, then, no. But, you know, Abby saw him wink, which... That, that's not really that much evidence. Oh, don't uh, he's he's going to have to he's going to have to do a, a big old feeling by he'll the lighthouse a, confession. He'll do a you're scum just like your scammy son. And if I 
could kick you to death right now I would but I'm holding on to the side of the sinkhole and I really am hoping you're not going to do an Eileen and seagull me to death. <laughs> um, I mean, there's also Roy that could be the fly in Abby's ointment. I, I mean, I'd like to think that Abby stops herself, but I, I don't know as you would. I think maybe we need a little intervention from Royston. What would it mean Royston. for her character, though, if she got as far as almost shooting him and then she didn't? I don't know whether it would mean much. I mean, she could because next time they want her to yeah, do but something she'll be impulsive like, again she'll kill Kevin it. I can't marry you because I'm a murderer mm, she's got other reasons why she can't mur- ma- marry him at the moment now, do, you th- do you think Roy's going to stop her what, Roy's clearly going to do something otherwise they wouldn't have had him having a good old snoop towards the end of the episode oh yeah he overheard them but what did he hear this is what was unclear to me I think I think did he enough. hear the whole thing I think so I think he heard enough to, that he, uh, he knows what's going on here he's such a square he'd probably phone the police he could, he could phone the police, he could phone Abby. He maybe should phone the police. Maybe he's like... He could speak oh, to Kevin. Oh, do you know what? I'd, I'd quite like a gun. They're really cool. <laughs> I could put it in my woody. Look, last time we saw Roy with the gun, he got himself arrested, didn't he? We just yeah. watched this recently for the Civil War reenactment. Yeah, maybe he's like, oh, I, could do a, I could do a reenactment or something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> maybe. He's going to phone Brian. <laughs> just gonna phone get Gunny. rid of it. <laughs> Okay, okay, I don't know. I think Roy's probably going to stop her. Please don't shoot anybody. Abby's the other one. Like, I, this is even like a month and a half ago, I was like absolutely terrified that Abby was going to get end up dead at the end of next week. And it's still it's still a definite possibility. I know one if, person I'm worried is going to die. I know lots of people that I think might die and most of them I'm worried might die. Do you think that Abby might die next week? Oh no. God, they can't. They cannot do this. Not, not after all. No, I'm going to get really... Now no, I'm getting anxious because I had in my mind, I've got one person in my mind that I'm like, oh, it really could be them because... Well, we'll get, we'll get along. No, no, no. But listen, I'm not going to say who it is. What, not, not at all? I'm not going to say who I think it is. Well, I'm going to say some other stuff. Yeah, later. for a reason. Okay, okay. Because I'm like... If you put it out into listen. the universe, it will No, happen. no, no, no. It's because I'm like... Uh, I'm not going to say why. But that I've been fixated on this one person. And so I haven't actually broadened my horizons to anyone else. <laughs> and so now I'm actually, for the first time, thinking, oh, what if they actually killed somebody I like? There's a lot of people Apart that from I this like. Other There's a lot of people that I like that are on my death There's list. There's one person I know Abby, definitely. Abby, Abby, they oh god, is they not going cannot, to die. They cannot kill Abby, but they actually might. But I would have been worried about this person I'm... previously, but now I'm not because I know they're not going to die. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> because because, because there's been they, some there news about news. contract extensions yeah. this week. But now I'm like, or is oh, it was it a hoax? I don't know. I am really worried. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> now now. They, could they kill more than one person? <laughs> See, yes, they the could. I'm looking for. I was looking forward to Super Saiyan Week because I thought it'd be fun to watch some horrible people get shot. But now, if it's going to be somebody I like, I'm going to get mad. I mean, Harvey's probably going to be dead next week. Harvey and they? Corey. Yeah, but there's got to be a be good the body count. We will find out. No, I don't want and to now. Is, I think I think we need to maybe at this I'm juncture reveal the fact that our schedule, viewing schedule for next week is going to be a little bit... Yeah, sorry about that, Michael. No, don't apologise. I know you don't mean it. No, I don't. We're going away on holiday at the end of... Uh, no, on Friday evening, aren't we, before Coronation Street. We've got our annual trip with Gemma's parents. Next week. Yes, next week. So, um, Friday's although, I, though I hope that we can maybe watch Friday's episode live with everybody else, with Gemma's parents. I don't know whether we'll be My able to yet. My mum will talk yet. through it. I know your mum will talk through it, and I just 
but I, it might be worth it because I want to watch it with everybody else. It's going to mean that next week's podcast is going to have to be released after Wednesday's episode, which in a way is kind of quite good because we can make some final, what's, what's our final yeah, theories for the true. end of the week, but also it's going to feel massively incomplete. And then the following week, it's going to end super so Listen, weekend, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't it know. It might be possible. Sorry, everybody. To do like a mini. The thing is, we if could you, we could like record an extra one in in the place that we're going to stay in, and but it will be like hi everybody. Yeah, we you, you know there's, there's know. some things that you don't want your parents in law walking in on you doing, and exactly. recording a podcast is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would right. Be mortified. <laughs> Extortion. So Sabina's been uh, doing her no, blackmailing. No, no, I'm anxious. I can't. Look, look, more theories might come. So Toya on Monday, she's been on the phone to social uh. services because good news, they got this four-year-old. They got Elsie's going to be coming to live with them. Um, and, and Imran is, is shocked by this. Um, and he, he said, "Oh, I came in from nothing. Well, yeah, he said I came in with nothing, and now I've got a four-year-old and a veggie breakfast. They're in the cafe, aren't they? I'm just piecing together and remembering this scene." Why is he scene. talking about whether it was a veggie breakfast? Right. Rewind. Really? Scene one. Can I cafe. just say... Imran comes in, gets a veggie breakfast, gets a four-year-old. 90% of all breakfasts are vegetarian, aren't they? Yes, they are. Really? I have a veggie breakfast. I mean, what are you... What, you shouldn't really... I mean, look, I love a full English or a bacon sandwich or whatever, but you shouldn't be eating meat for your breakfast. Not every day. No, like Otherwise maybe once a month. Otherwise you might get a few chuffs. I'll be chuffed though. <laughs> Sabine comes in to the uh, to the office later with a lot more sass, and um, she's she's just um, <laughs> she's just got him around a, a little finger, hasn't she? And he's like, "What's this? A threat?" And she's like, "Yeah, I think it is." I love that. She's like, "Yep, she is the best." I love Sabine so much. She's I'm like, "I'm so not gonna." Yeah, she's, why would she's I? She's not gonna stay on the program. Is she gonna is get she? shot? No. Because the thing is, she's a bit involved in this now. She's she's very much involved in this. I mean, the fact that that, that Harvey's um. You know. Harvey's a bit mad with her. Yeah. Um, and this guy... No, she's going to be fine. Who's the lawyer man, her boss. Yes. He might shoot her. Be like, right, it's time for your annual review. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the gun on the table. Anyway, she's got him around by the short and curlies a little bit here. So he wrangles himself an audience with Rita by buying the old soaker drink. Takes her to the Rovers and it's like... When, what is it? She drink G and T, is it? She's anybody's. Tell me about. Let me tell you about this new foster kid that I got. You used to be a foster mum, didn't you, Rita? Well, I got this 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 Elsie that's coming and to live with me. What have you me. written? She's really chuffed <laughs> <laughs> and wishes them all the best. <laughs> I, I I would think that um, Rita should have gone. Oh, no, Elsie, my nemesis. Yeah, I did think like I was totally expecting her to go. Elsie, now there's a name I haven't heard on the round. I these. know. How on Honestly, earth? How really, was Elsie Tanner not mentioned this week? I'm really peed week? off. I'm really kind of peed off that. Uh, you know, if I, if I, if one of my very significant friends or rivals or frenemies or mother-in-law, in yes, <laughs> was had Elsie like, Tanner is Rita's mother-in-law. It's a very uncommon name now. Yeah, but they did make a thing about all oh, all the old names are coming back in. You, you said that last week, Michael. I'm no, just saying did. to you, it's not a very common name. No, 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 not at all. And if I suddenly heard, like, yeah, I would be like, ugh. <laughs> anyway, speaking of foster kids, how about how's that old Sharon of yours holding up? Says Imran, wangle, wangle, wangle. And um, after basically hearing about that episode where Sharon's brother crashed her birthday party, remember that one, the classic where Rita has to throw him out. Imran eyes Rita's phone up. I did like all that. There were I like the um, the callbacks in this scene, wasn't it? Imran gets a bit of um, 
a character profile of Rita and her, and her past um, fostering. So that, and and Patrice as well, Patrice Podvin is it he called that um that French dude that Jenny gets all all um all battery eyelashes over so that gets mentioned. So um Imran takes that this um, moment of opportunity. I'm just as being distracted. I'm just looking up where the where the word chuffed came from. Okay, you go for that. Well, it, it sorry, says it's, sorry. It says Rita and Jenny are talking right. about her ex boyfriend Patrice, and Imran takes the opportunity to pocket her phone and tries to go off with it. But oh no, it starts ringing, and he acts like oh. Must have put it in my pocket by mistake. One more like, and Rita's like, "Oh, you're daft, Hepper. You can have it back, though, please." What What have you found out? Oh, it's it is um originally from Yorkshire. But it's one of those ones that's all over the place. Anyway, Imran gets back home quite late. um, And he's got this little cute family tree poster to add all their little foster children's names to. It's very cute. And Toya gets all excited (laughs) and starts fidgeting. And I thought she was going to pull out the same thing. Oh, yeah. But she actually like, oh, I'm going to get a pen. But I just wanted to Don't forget to write Mason and Kelly on it. Um, I think that it's a genealogical disaster to be making a family tree of foster children. But nobody asked me. Mm. Wednesday this is where it all um, it comes out doesn't it that's what so, she said um, Imran uh, leaves Toya building this uh, this princess castle to go to the office is, it, you, uh, is there a story about you and princess castles or My Little Pony My Little Castle Pony um, Majesty's Castle what is the story of this I remember something your dad um, bought you your... I wanted one and um, <laughs> I was a very I don't know if anyone can tell this but I was a very spoiled child, really. Only child, I would um, never have guessed. My parents never she had hasn't loads grown of out money. Of it. But they always got me what I wanted because I was probably an insufferable little bitch, to be honest. But one time I really wanted a Majesty's Magical Castle or something, and they had to, <laughs> and they didn't even make them anymore. And my mum and dad were like, literally phoned up the, ma- the toy manufacturers to get me this bloody thing. And in the end, they had to buy it second hand. And I'm all like, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't like. I I remember like. I remember another what, time. What was it a My Little Pony thing? Yeah, My Little yeah. Pony's Majesty's Castle. My, I think my sister had a little little mini My Little Pony thing. I can, oh, like with the little um. Yeah, well, they changed them, on. didn't they? Hmm? It was I like a little also My Little Pony in your pocket thing. Invented two types of My Little Ponies. I wrote to Majesty when I was a child and I invented a pony that danced and a pony that sang when you put a tape in it. And they released these ponies. You wound up a little thing on its chest and then its tail spun round and it (laughs) went round in a circle. And I invented that. You didn't get any credit for that. No. But I also remember... they, they had to get me a budgie once because I wanted a budgie. I had to drive back to like half an hour to get back to this pet shop because I wanted a budgie. You, and you seriously have not grown out of this. Even now, if Gemma wants something, she gets Shut it. Shut up. No, I don't you always. You do. No, you and don't. And you get strappy no, about no, it. You don't. No, you, you know don't. You, uh, excuse me. I want a dog. Where's my dog then? <laughs> okay, apart from a dog. But most of the time, I, you, you do get Michael, your you don't even know all the long list of things that I want so, so anyway so the, the, um, Elsie's going to have this lovely pink princess castle when she is um, arrives at the Battersby household later this, today do you sto- why do you make me tell stories that really reflect so poorly on, on me <laughs> I just want to make myself look good oh uh, anyway there he, so he goes to the uh, goes to the, the office and he has a bit of a phone call with Sabine a bit more blackmailing going on then Sarah Lou comes in I don't really get why she, she's been involved 
involved in the story a couple of scenes this week, so I don't know whether she's going to be in it next week or something. But I hope anyway, that the she, microphone is not picking up the cat. The cat has come to have a good old scratch. You yeah. always, you you say you don't oh, look. Can I just me. say something? I'm talking about the other Abby. You say I always get what I want, but you always get what you want. Like you just obsess about one really big thing for months yeah. and months and months, and then you buy it like a TV or a cat. No, it's different. Because um, I don't have as many things. Anyway, what's going on? Um, it's, it's um, yeah. Sarah Lou comes in and starts talking about Elsie, and then he manages to get rid of her, and then carries on talking with Sabine on the phone. And um, she's like, "Just get me the damn numbers, Imran, or you know what'll happen." Um, so Imran goes and meets up with Rita again and says, "Oh, you know that Sharon? It's, it's such a shame that you're not in touch with her anymore. Let me let me help you find her. Can I have um?" Maybe I'd like some numbers that you used to phone. I'll, I'll phone her up for you. I'll do it. And she immediately clocks that he's, that he's up to something. It's because he thinks she's a dotty old bat. Well, she is a lot of the time. I said she fair, was dumb last she? week. And you said I was I was wrong. No, she's not as sharp as she once was. But this week she was... Ina she was, Sharples. She was sharper than Ina Sharples' um, knitting needle. <laughs> and she says, what are you up to? This is... Listen you, here. You tried to steal my phone the other day. And he's like, because she, he, he ends up like, he's got no choice really but to come clean about this case. And um, she says, says, oh, I heard about how you treated Asher in court the other month. And pe- what people are saying is, right, you'll do anything to win a case. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, she gets really, um, she's really rude. I know, all the old biddies on Coronation Street are like really um, up themselves up, uh, about Imran. First it was Claudia the other mm. year saying, oh, Imran, you're no good. Um, and then Arita. The thing boy. is... Like she's saying, he'll do anything to win a case, but she hasn't. She hasn't filled in the gaps there, which is that he is motivated by self righteousness, which is probably worse than personal ambition. Mm. Because when you believe that you're doing the morally right thing, you'll go to many more lengths than you might have done. Don't That's you think? Very true. You will. You will. Fighting for justice. So Imran goes back to the office. Finds Sabine is there. And he says, right, this is all over. I, I'm not doing this anymore. Tell Toya for what happened for all you cares. She deserves to know the truth. Um, so, um, I love this bit when what Sabine says to him. Well, she says, look, if you're going to cry about it, then you uh, forget about the Harvey case. <laughs> I thought that was great. She's like, God, you're making... This is no fun anymore. It was, <laughs> I was kind of enjoying being an evil queen, but you're just blubbering. Yeah. And he, has a, he says, look, I've been bloody torturing myself over this the past... Days at least. I love Loads Toya more days. than anything, and um, and his secret's safe with her. So Imran, I don't goes... get this. I really don't understand this. I'm trying to get into the headspace of somebody and trying to be compassionate because I know that people who are nice and good can still do this, but I just can't get my head into that. I just can't. I just can't. Maybe Imran is just not nice and good, despite yeah, what we said about people, him in his character profile people, this week. I just, I'm trying. Uh, I it doesn't. It, no, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, so Sabine says, "Look, fine. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell you." How anybody. can you say you love somebody that much? I know. I know. So he goes home. Toy is very happy and proud of herself because she's got her fully built princess castle. Can we just say and then she... it's obvious that she doesn't want Elsie to touch it. <laughs> she built it for herself and she totally does the whole soap tropey thing about saying oh Imran you're so wonderful I love you so amazing I, Imran we're going to have these happy together you've, she goes Imran you've got a look on your face like you want to tell me something but before let me you first, do just butter you right up um, and um, then he says right 
don't go any further than right, this because I'm actually going to tell you something. And the more that you tell me how grouty I am, the more likely it is that I'll say nothing when you ask me what it was that I wanted to say. So I'm going to tell you now. Right, on the night of the verdict, I was having a one night stand. Uh, oh. And she's like, why are you dirty, stupid pig? Tyler I love is that. Mad this I thought week. this was fantastic, right? Because um, that, like, this, that, um, Calling him a dirty, stupid pig was probably the worst insult I've ever heard on this show, even though it's such a really simple thing. But calling Imran, of all people, who's a very intelligent, well put together, like manicured within an inch of his life guy, (laughs) calling him a dirty, stupid pig, that must have really, really hurt. Don't you think? Maybe, I don't know. It I just thought that was... Ri- yeah, it could have been worse, but the fact that she Not called him that... Not before the nine o'clock Michael, listen to what I'm saying. No, I, I get it, I get it. No, you're right. You're right. Anyway, he says, look, I don't know who it was or anything. I just went to a bar, some random woman... Got a bit drunk and Toya is utterly gutted by this. She's she's angry. She's confused. Oh, I mean, she's just had this dropped on her when she was uh, all, all excited about Elsie coming around. And he says, also, there's something else, actually. Sorry, I said, being new about this. And she was blackmailing me into working on Harvey's appeal. And Toya's like... Harvey's appeal the guy that was going after my sister Leanne and she she starts to piece together everything that's been happening the lies upon lies and just how how manipulative and and sneaky Imran's been these past few weeks and 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 um he was trying to get Harvey out of prison and she says I loved you that was so sad when she said that wasn't it I loved you she doesn't love him anymore um and she says however drunk you were at that moment, you still wanted someone else. She asked, did you use a condom? And I was like, whoa, Toya, I wasn't expecting that. Bleep that one out. And he says, yes. Um, <laughs> do you, are you expecting any kind of pregnancy here? Do you think that they that maybe they mentioned that to just to add to the lies? I don't know. I, 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 it, would it be too soapy and obvious to have Abby... Get pregnant with us? Well, I mean, it's been a very much discussed um, point, hasn't it? People talking about. Has it? I, I don't know. I've I've been avoiding a lot of discussion about this as well, just in case there are any. Well, people have been saying, um, oh, you know, it's obviously like a very soapy thing. Like if she gets she gets pregnant, blah, blah. I think I even said it because on it, like I understand the criticism of saying this would be a really bad move because too soapy it's cliche always happens yada 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 but honestly if you're going to justify any character this happening to it would be the thing is it's lost its impact because it happens all the time but say it wasn't an overplayed trope this would be perfect for this storyline because of how heartbroken abby would be knowing that she had messed up the lives of her children before her firstborn son's been murdered her twins are in australia now she's got this other child is she going to mess this kid's up this kid's life up Mm. as well then you've got toya who um desperately wants a baby and the ultimate betrayal has now turned into an even deeper one Mm. when imran fathers a child with somebody else yeah, in many ways it would be. It quite, would be a really good but, twist. But I don't want that to happen. I really don't want it to happen. But it's just the fact that they brought it up, I don't know. I mean, you no. you probably would, wouldn't you, in real well, life? Yeah, but in sometimes real life, the, you the would actual details that people say aren't mentioned in scripts if they don't have a purpose. Especially if you knew that he said it was somebody he met in a bar and he didn't know them, you'd be like, "Well, I hope you haven't given me chlamydia." Mm, mm. 
Um, anyway, this changes everything for her. She says, you're not the man I thought you were. I just don't think I can trust you again. Yeah. So dramatic to her. He wants to make it up to her, but she's just like, get the hell away from me. So she um, bogs herself off to uh, Victoria Gardens, where she finds her ex-squeeze, Peter Barlow, um, who she tells what's happened. And he says, you yeah, know... We all shag around round these parts. It's part of the part of the DNA of us Weatherfielders. Just that, you know, Carla slept with Adam. She still loves me. I, I could the many examples I could go on. Look at my dad. We all do it. Um, this doesn't make him run a bad person though. So think about it before you decide to call time on this relationship. That's actually quite good actually. So um, back at the flat, Elsie arrives. It's cute the button little kid. She's very, very smiley and lovely. And uh, Imran tells the foster lady, oh, um, yeah, Toyo and I have had a bit of a, a bit of a disagreement, actually, and it could be serious. And, um, and I was thinking, oh, what's, what's going to happen? But Toya kind of grits her teeth, doesn't she, and comes back well, she in. She brushes in, yeah. And, she, and she's acting like it's all okay. And, and Imran, at the time, is thinking, is it okay or is she going to lay into me as soon as the room's clear? But I, I, I don't know. It's horrible, isn't it? But I, sometimes we get like that, like if me and you have had an argument and then you're kind of nice to somebody else and I think, oh, she's feeling okay now. And then you kind of, then you glue with the evil glare. Can I say, this this podcast is turning into a stitch up of me. <laughs> you what do have I done to you? Nothing. You've got lots of lovely good qualities as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. Um, and, it and, um, it's, and then she's brought a very special heffalump because <laughs> Elsie likes heffalumps. Can, just look like don't tell her they're not real. I don't know what heffalump is. Um, they're the invisible creatures from Winnie the Pooh, aren't they? Anyway, Elsie is in a room later listening to her tapes and Toya says to him around, I hate you for what you've done, but I Listen do here, still have feelings for you. You're the bloody most handsome guy on this street, and I'm God really lucky it. to get you. I'm if not going to get any better than this. this up. <laughs> I don't know if that's enough, though. And um, you only told me what happened because you thought you were going to get caught out. And he says, "Well, no, actually. actually, Sabine had changed her mind. She wasn't going to. Um, she wasn't going to." Dob me in. I came clean because I couldn't live with myself with the guilt of it all. I just want us to be a proper family. <laughs> so it's so very heartbreaking because me as a viewer, I was going, yes, I want you to be a family too. Arr! He says, this is this is the truth. I only lie to you because I'm terrified of losing you. And she's like, I, I don't know if we can move past this, but maybe I want to try. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh, the drama was worth it. Everything's going to be okay. And he says, nothing like this will ever happen again. I've told you everything. Let's have a hug. And she's and I, like, you know whoa what? there, I'm not up for that yet. I was stupid because I believed him. I did as well. I totally believed him. I was, I was watching like, him thinking, Okay. I was thinking like, I don't know. It was just a random woman in the bar. This was silly. Why did they make it a random woman? That's silly. There's so many people it could have been. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, well. Uh, I, was, I was, I was, I was <laughs> momentarily We're happy with the situation and, the, and with this. And um, anyway, but it, but it was it was so fleeting because he says oh, I need to go off to the shop and, and get some in. milk and stuff while she has a little cry. And and as soon as he left that flat, I was like, you're bloody going to go and find the person that you slept yeah. with, aren't you? And, and then like... I got really, I was got really tr- st- uh, stressed and tense because I was like. They better show me. They better show me. At the end of this episode, I better know who it is. I'm going to get really did. mad because I'm starting to, I was getting really anxious. I was like, they, 
uh, what am I going to do? By golly, they certainly did. We see him on the phone to somebody saying, I was, I've told Toy I need to meet you. I was like, I was going to say to you, if they don't tell us, I'm going to text Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Oh, tell me, I can't wait. I don't think he would tell us. But he, I'm he's almost not. Set, I'm almost certain they would never tell us anything. They weren't supposed to. He, he would absolutely not tell no, us wouldn't. this. He knew we wouldn't want to know, really. Anyway. He would just, just laugh to, at me. Just to reinforce the fact that he is a massive wronger and Imran's next scene is in Villain's Alley yep. opposite Speed Dial. Yep. Um, and, and he's on the phone to Toya saying, oh, oh yeah, I've been looking for milk all over. Devs didn't have any. Oh, well, um, I had that problem. I'm not allowed to mention the co-op by name, but, you know, that shop down the I road. I went to the EE shop and they're not open yet. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get some from Costa, but it's not there anymore. Um, and then, then who should turn up but Abby Franklin? What? Ah, the local slapper, she calls herself. Um, who does have, admittedly, bigger things to worry about at the moment than him hassling her. She says, back off him, Ran, and then leaves. And that was... She gets really mad, doesn't she? Because she's like, look, honestly, your petty middle-class bullshit about sleeping around on your girlfriend because you've got a foster kid and a princess palace at home. <laughs> I've got a dead son and a and gunny on my kitchen table <laughs> waiting for me to come and work my magic. Oh, gosh. We'll talk more about that reveal later. Friday. Imran, um, is, 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 this is Friday's episode where we start and singing a chocolate cocoa pop song. What, what's your choice, Gemma? What would you rather yogurt, have okay. for breakfast? What's with the yoghurt? Hmm? What's with the yoghurt? Maybe it's like one of those... Is it a petit filou? Maybe. Mm, I, 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 like I think, why not just have like one of those corny yogurts that's got cocoa pops in and then you can have them both. Do you know what I miss? They never, they stopped doing them. Those nice muesli um, corner yogurts. The I breakfast ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love those. There used to be a whole wider range of corner yeah, yogurts that they don't on? do anymore. Bloody Brexit. I like that they had a Mississippi mud pie one once and yeah. they had a Banoffee one once. It was lovely. See, if it's just plain yogurt, no. Mm. But I don't like cocoa pops. I don't really like breakfast. I, I bought a box of cocoa pops for the first time in a very long time the other day. I had some on top of my Weetabix. No, I don't like Anyway, don't we digress. Like it's in Rand's fault. Um, to, he's, he's singing this to Elsie. Elsie. Elsie just has to point because she, she hasn't um, figured out how to speak yet. Toya is still absolutely fuming at him. He's trying to kind of make out everything's fine, isn't he? Which is, again, something that, that I do when, I know, when I'm in the doghouse. I go, oh! Michael, can I just say that sometimes you get mad at me? I know I do. I totally do. But I, I don't talk about it on the podcast. You can do. I know, but... You can do. Anyway. You're making it sound like I'm I'm like this spoiled princess <laughs> that sits on a pile of presents and I'm a new ribbon, yeah. And like dismisses you like a peasant. <laughs> she she's like, Don't you pretend that everything's normal? It's not. And stop stop acting around stop making out that Elsie's gonna be serenaded by you every day. It's not normal. Just... No no no, no no no. She was saying to him, We can't be doing this and making every day a special day. She yeah. needs stability and routine because she's going to be, you know, she's had a really tough life. And if we make every day like it's her birthday, we can't maintain this. No. And also it's it's not good for the kid. Did, did they said what her backstory is? I can't remember no, whether I, I've I, heard I, it or not. Maybe it's Harvey Gaskill's kid. <gasps> maybe <gasps> she's going to be used is. as a human shield next week. Mm. Do you think she's going to fall down a sinkhole? Maybe. And she won't be able to scream for help? Maybe. You said Harvey Gaskell like Gaskill, and maybe that's his M.O. Gasses you to death. Well, that's what Abby could do. Yeah. What, chuffs you to death? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so Toya speaks to Simon later in the cafe and says, I, I need to chat to Leanne about something. And he says, uh, he assumes it's related to this phone that he gave Imran, which Imran hadn't told Toya about. So she learns that there is more that he'd, he'd been keeping from her. The fact that he, he took Simon's... Um, drugs phone and was trying to find out all the information there or whatever so she has a massive go at Imran again when he comes home saying you con Simon into giving you his drugs phone you went trawling through for information that could get Simon killed I mean fair play I think we've all been mm. using our trawling through our phone for ways that we can get Simon Barlow killed but in the circumstance maybe isn't the best option and then he gets distracted by Elsie for something and then Toya takes Imran's phone (laughs) and Scarpa's they're all just stealing each other's phones this week um Toya is in the bistro later trying to get into Imran's phone and I found this very odd because this this they how long have they been together what three years four years maybe at this point but they don't know each other's phone passwords is it a normal? Is that a normal to not know your significant other's We've phone password? We've got in password? trouble about saying stuff. Oh gosh, before. we're not allowed to say that. Um, for the for the benefit of O2. Um, no, 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 no. I'm saying we got in trouble about this before. We were like, oh, isn't it normal to do exactly what we do and nothing else? And everyone's like, no. Well, why do you? Th- everyone's different, and each everyone's relationships are different, and people have different like levels of trust and things like some people would say that to look on your partner's phone is actually the worst thing you could possibly do and is a betrayal but like we look on each other's phones all the time yeah, we don't like go scrolling through each other's texts i've got no anything. interest in what you're texting people no. well maybe and normally i'm in all the chat groups you're in anyway and the rest of them is just work stuff yeah or you talking but to like george you... about nintendo <laughs> <laughs> have you got um you have you, have you got your face up that's on my right phone you even? you yeah, my face is on your phone, but yours isn't on mine. And you were getting, no, you were like, yeah, up. you were saying you wanted to, no. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> for whatever reason, maybe because it's full of secret legal things. The thing is, yeah. Imran's got perhaps not told Toya his phone password. Perhaps there's a, yeah, a professional reason why you wouldn't, like, I probably shouldn't be able to go on your laptop. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway, um, she, she's so, so um, she's trying to get the password in, which turns out to be Rana's birthday or something. Everybody's got a password that's um, really significant in the kind yeah, of yeah, really, really way. significant and guessable, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, I don't wow, know. we mm. no, no, the, nobody would guess my phone password. No, it is a special no, number. No, she copied mine. No, 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 my 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 pin number on my oh, phone. Yeah. <laughs> no more, no more. Okay. And, and there's certainly nobody guess yours. Anyway, um, she she's um, she, Peter's there as well, saying, "Oh, I don't, I'm wiser. My wise advice for you today is, Toya, that I don't think this is a good idea. Don't go snooping because you know where uh, it's just the thin end of the wedge." So I just want to say that having your dead sister's birth date as your phone passcode is such a fictional character thing to do that, like, you would never in real life. No, I think he'd he'd be like. Uh, you know, like my favourite porn star's birthday or you can have... <laughs> my birthday or... If you're going to have somebody's birthday as your passcode, have it as somebody who's alive and then it's a surefire way that you're not going to forget their birthday. At yeah. least that's one. Yeah. You just get bummed out every time you go on your phone. Like, oh yeah. Oh, Rana. I was off to revenge. Really should find out who it was that, that dropped that a roof report. on her. <laughs> must get Where back to that, that? report. 
Anyway, Sabine goes a visiting Imran again later in the office and says, What the hell have you done? I've been accused of alleged misconduct and I've been taken off all my cases. I've been reported to the Bar Standards Board and that's Ooh. not the people who comes and does the weights and measures it's in the, the Rovers every now and then. They're coming to check to make sure it's sent water down a vodka. Anyway, she says, well, I've, I've had to have all my cases passed on, including the Harvey Gaskell one. So thanks a lot for that. You have just made yourself a very serious enemy in Harvey because now he's not going to get his appeal and he's not going to be happy about this. I also like, definitely got off. Like the way that she is um, full of righteous anger and indignation at him for the... But the fact is that she was the only one that was doing things wrong. Like, everything she did, she should have been reported ages ago and she should have been struck off and had all of her cases taken away because she's an underhanded sneak. I know, I know, totally. Well, I can't remember what that extra note was. It's to do with Adam and... Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm lost, I'm lost, da, 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 just scrolling past my notes. Okay, so so yeah, she thinks that it's Imran that's reported her, and Imran's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, mate, sorry. And then he goes, so, oh, I'm going to show you that I didn't, my phone's right my here. My phone is in my, what? I, I just don't There's, get. I don't believe that I don't believe anybody. Of his generation and ours. Doesn't ever know be... where their phone is. Yeah. Although, I mean, people do, it. So people leave their phones behind, but it... I don't know. I... Oh, my phone is constantly with me. If I don't, know, if I can't see it, I'm like, "Where's my phone gone?" Yeah, and you get panicky, don't you? And I've got it's obviously it's connected to my Apple Watch and everything as well. My phone is. I don't know. I'm sure she hasn't Imran got a smartwatch. So anyway, never mind. Um, so so what's happened is her private texts with him have been sent to her head of chambers, um, and it, all the ones that are saying, um, "I am blackmailing you, Imran." Love Sabine, kiss kiss, <laughs> and um, he he. Um, she says, well, you did blackmail me, so... He did. He, Yeah, he says that. She did blackmail yeah. me, so um, sucks to be you, basically. And <laughs> she's like, no, you, you made yourself an enemy here. Storms off. I know, I love this. She's oh, so mad. Toya returns home to a very stressed out Imran. Um, she's made things somewhat difficult now. She is absolutely fuming, though. She says, this is supposed to be a happy week. We had Elsie coming on. It's like Christmas Eve, but for Super Soap Week. Getting all excited. You've One ruined it. One of us is going to die. You've ruined it. We are I was are so excited. Over. And El- when Elsie goes home, so are you. Yeah, you're leaving. Uh. You're not going to move in with Elsie. You're leaving. Yes. So Toya, Peter and Simon together in the bistro again later. Simon's getting a little bit worried about Harvey coming after him. And Toya says, don't sweat it. He's in prison and he's not going to get his appeal. I love he's the not going to be out for at least 10 years. So like, you're going to at least make it to your 30th birthday, Simon. She's def- she's such a vindictive. Like she's really put no thought into the long term consequences of this like really vindictive act that she's done by dropping them both in it because she still thinks at this point that Sabine and Imran had slept with each other oh yeah she does doesn't she so she's getting revenge on both of them I can't remember what made her think that it was her again because she just assumed it was well no but Imran had told her that it was some rando in a bar hadn't she oh yeah well he's very trustworthy and yeah I mean why would you believe that what didn't make sense about this was that literally Harvey was pulling Sharon's strings from inside prison not six months ago so why doesn't Toya think that he would do this now her expression in the bar was like oh crap (laughs) I didn't actually think about this I've put my nephew in danger (laughs) did she okay fine well she kind of did look a bit like she didn't really believe when she was saying don't worry about it any sausages could be any you silly veggie sausage Toya honestly I I used to get sent um, press releases from the House of Lords or something about the status of meat 
imperson what is it called fake meat products mm-hmm. and whether they're allowed to use the word sausages or burgers or whatever to describe themselves and whether it was misleading to the consumer why did you get that i don't know because uh, i'm signed up to some kind of big database of press releases when you started that i thought you were going to say i used to get sent veggie sausages in the post we, well we got those you think ones georgia taylor gets sent veggie sausages in the post you know, like they used to sell flowers, send flowers to all the cast members and stuff or when they, when they when their husbands died. Um, anyway, um, so yes, yeah, she's she's saying don't don't sweat it, Simon. It's going to be absolutely be fine. fine. We put the kibosh wash on the Go. appeal, um, but probably best not tell Leanne about this. So that's probably going to turn into something later don't, when let's... when he knocks on the door, when Harvey knocks on Leanne's door and's like, all right, and she's like, bloody hell, what are you doing? I didn't expect that. So anyway. You know how, um... In, like, sci-fi um, things, they always have, like, a weird, like, catchphrase that they say to each other, like, you know, may the force be with you, or whatever they say on Star Trek to each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, there's, like, a catchphrase, and they say it almost as a greeting to each other, like, to yeah. sort of indicate that everybody's on the same page. I'm surprised that in soaps, when they sort of open, like, knock, knock, open the door, no more secrets, no more secrets, <laughs> how are you? Yeah. Um, so Imran's back with Tori again later, saying, "Oh, she's just trying to get make up excuses, isn't he?" Saying, um, "You, you, I, I just felt, you know, really sad on a night of the appeal, and I was like really low, and it was a terrible, terrible mistake. So, you know, forgive me." And well, he's he like, points no. out, he's, yeah, he no, says, listen, he he says to her, "Think of all the things that have happened in your life, and you've forgiven everybody." And he gave really good examples, and I can't remember you written them down. Um. But they were like really that good time ones. that Les got the turkey run over. I can't remember what they were. <laughs> Doc- there was were... a bit Dr. Ali who was Oh, yeah, about yeah. He's like, you basically ruined your whole career for this man that you don't even know. And you managed to see the good side of him, even though he was like a drug dealer, drug addict, murderer. Yeah. She's like, uh... Don't, you're not using that one. She is, she is livid. You're not getting away that easily, well, mister. Well, he's... You haven't written down any of the particular typical man. You didn't follow any of the actual arguments. <laughs> she said... You, you've like, this is all premeditated. You knew this about me. You knew that I'm a forgiving person and that I give people the benefit of the doubt and I try to see the good in them. And mm. you've used that against me and you're trying to, to get out of this by using my good nature against me, but it's not going to work. I'm a badass bay. I'm going to never forget this. She, she was, she was, this is the most Battersby she's been for a while, isn't she? And this Good on like, you. Exactly. This is, this is like what I've been saying. But the thing is, she's let herself get pushed to the very limit. Yeah. And then she's gone crazy. She should have like, if she had got mad before now, there would have been a bit more wiggle room. Mm. <laughs> There's none. He's out. Yep. So, Sabine Nexi is in prison and it's Harvey we've not seen Harvey for a long time he's back everybody Will Will Miller is back it's almost like something special is going to happen next week she's telling him what's what the pill's dead in the water sorry about that but it's not my fault blame Toya Battersby I know she's like you know Leanne's sister a rat I know and so Harvey blames her indeed he's on the phone at the end of the episode he's got his bum phone and he's saying he's basically booking his escape with a taxi to uh, where the field prison please I'm going to like, be escaping not, out I'm of here on Monday at half past seven sick and tired of being in prison I think it's time for a change yep and that is the cliffhanger on which we are left at the end of Friday's episode can I say not keen particularly on Harvey Gaskill being the evil villain I don't think I think this adds a layer of complexity that I didn't need 
I found that he wasn't quite as um, exciting as he was maybe built up to be in the spring, and he got he was rather quickly apprehended and and locked away, and then yeah. he and then he was just being the puppet master to Sharon. But yeah. maybe this is the opportunity for him to. But the thing is, he's got the same problem I think that Sharon had, that they never got their hands dirty. So I can't imagine being like I can see he's obviously a lot more physically intimidating than Sharon was and definitely looks like the sort of person who would you, beat look, you up Gemma, you don't need to be physically intimidating when you've got a taser 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 um no you're not allowed to, you've got to say taser taser and then shoot okay I don't know that Abbott is um <laughs> is on the approved anyway um but the thing is we've never seen have we seen him rough anybody up we just or... heard what he'd done to Jacob yeah, so we haven't... Se- I know they couldn't show it, but at the same but time... But they can. Yeah, but I'm not... No, I think I it was to... good. Yeah, oh, fine, good for you. No, no, I, I thought it was quite a, a nice end to the week. I, I thought that they built it up nicely. Now, you said when we finished watching it today that you were a little bit disappointed that they didn't have it as a proper <laughs> pre-big week if music montage. Know, if you didn't know that it was Super Soap Week, somehow you'd managed to miss that it was Super Soap Week next week, I don't know that you'd be like, ooh. I think you'd be like, uh, uh, I guess next week he's going to get out and attack people. No, I think... I no, don't know, I don't know, is, because I do know it's Super Soap Week next week. There are different, there are different, there are different week, ways so. of preparing people, and I just... I don't know. I don't want to be down on it. I'm just trying to give a different perspective. No, I, I'm... I'm. It, it helped it me get adds, excited, it actually. It adds a layer of complexity that I wasn't... And it kind of come out of nowhere... And the reason I'm saying this is because for weeks and weeks and weeks, we've had Abby and Nina versus Corey. And I was expecting next week to be some kind of divine retribution or karma against Corey for what he did. Perhaps some kind of accident that takes place during a chase where they're trying to get one over on him and he turns the tables on them and they sort of run around and then he falls in the hole Mm. or off a bridge or gets run over by a tram or whatever it is. And now I've been wrong-footed by this whole other story where I Toya's... I have, because I think it's going to be both of them. And I yeah, think I know gonna it's going to be both good. of them. What's wrong with that? I just said it adds a layer of complexity that I'm not uh, bothered about. Well, I, I, I think it's exciting. And what, what's, it, what's cool for me um, is that whatever I may think about Imran and Abby, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'm really excited and, dare I say it, chuffed that Imran and Toya are the catalyst for what's going on in next week's Super Soap Week. I, know, I think when, that's really cool that some when, of my favourite characters are the ones that are starting it all off. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, when Harvey Gaskill was saying to Sabine, what, Toya Battersby? And she's like, yeah, Toya Battersby is the one you've got to kill next week. I was like, ooh, ooh, Toya's getting a shout out. I think it's brilliant. A villain knows who Toya is. This is exciting. (laughs) I know. I'm really, really excited by this. Um, She's going to be fine. But um, I love, I love, love, love the idea that he's going to have her in his sights next week. And but, and and uh, the, we we saw some fab acting from Georgia and Charlie today fabulous. and Wednesday, didn't that we? Bit, and there's going to be more. When she called him, what was it? A pig, a dirt, dirty pig. A dirty something pig. What was it? Um, oinking pig. Can I you d- look, please? Oh, dirty little, it down. D- dirty little pig. Dirty. Um, I don't know. My mouse isn't working. She called him. She Keep called going. him. Keep going, she called please. him. Which day Michael, did she tell him? At the that? beginning. 
Oh, was it? Hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, stop, 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 stop. Where is it? This is so frustrating for everybody listening. Sorry. Go, go, go. She called him a dirty, stupid pig. That's it, that's it. When she called him that... There's 10 seconds of your life, you're not going to get back, listeners. I... It was like she cut everything with her words and her expression was so contemptuous and disgusted... It's like she lasered through the TV. She just looked repulsed at yeah. him, didn't she? It was fantastic. It was so just brilliant. The whole thing. Her disgust and betrayal. I just loved it. I thought it was great. It was. Because she, she wasn't crying as well. She wasn't like, eh, you know, just some, some, you know, oh, why, why would you do and, this? And, and she totally could have done, couldn't she? She was because like... Because she, she, she has been yeah. not a weak character necessarily. No, but... this is what this is what she was saying to Imran. Like, you you think I'm weak and I, I forgive everybody no matter what. Mm. And I also like the way that Imran was going, look, you forgave so-and-so for this and you forgave thingy thing for that. What's different about me? I was like, well, she shags you. She didn't shag the rest of them. <laughs> You're supposed to not shag anybody else. That's part of the deal. So, but but he did. And it was Abby. We so know. let's, um, what, oh God, Gemma, what, what's, what are we thinking about this? Because I just, oh, I, I'm so conflicted because I'm really excited by how this story's going. But it, whenever I get a little bit excited by it, I'm like, but no, they made Imran and Abby sleep with each other and yet again some of my favourite couples some of my favourite characters have totally been thrown under the bus by the Curry storyliners here and what's the long term ramifications of this going to be because we've already seen it with Fizz and Tyrone loved them we've seen it with Johnny and Jenny loved them and now we have absolutely had it with Imran and Toya it's literally like they took my list of my top three in fact Quite possibly, to be honest, the only three couples in Coronation Street that I actually really, really care for at the moment, maybe the Stephen Tracy as well, and they were like, nope, splitting them up, screw you, Michael. That feels like to me what it, what has happened this this year. And and I, and, I, and I feel like Tyrone, I used to love him, and now it's like, oh, I don't love you quite as much. Same with Jenny, I used to love her. I, I, still, I still do, but... I've just got in the back of my head, oh, well, why did you sleep with Uncle Ronnie? Why? I, you cheated on Johnny. And now both Imran and Abby, you know I love those characters. I just think a little bit less of. And it's so, it's really, really sad to me. And uh, and when when we saw her walking up the alley on the end of Wednesday's episode, it's like, we, we knew it was coming, didn't we? That was our prediction and we were excited about the possibility and... And knowing about it or pre- predicting it doesn't really make it any better. What's what's? Um, I thought I just thought it's funny because you you did a uh, like a nerdy little rant on um, Twitter, didn't you? I going, did have a little tweet, a little mad tweet. Like, oh, well done, Coronation Street. You've ruined my life because everything you said. I didn't want that. to come across as being like one of those sorts of Coronation Street well, fans, did. but I think I kind of did. I was hurt. Coronation Street is um. It's, uh, I You're feel personally under under attack by the Coronation Street storyliners this you year. You are in an abusive relationship with Coronation Street, <laughs> and it, it's time to walk away, which is basically what you got told by somebody, um, which I always love. If you if you get too passionate and you just like the way a show is going, and you say it on Twitter, you will always get somebody saying, "You don't have to watch it, you know," <laughs> or you know, it's not real. I know. If I could retire two phrases on our account because there are many other triggering phrases on different accounts i have i would retire those two because they're really boring um 
Do Do you think less of Imran now? Do you Do you hate him? Is Do Do you share Toya's contempt for Mr. Habib? You wrote you're really bummed out. I did write that. Yeah, that was triggering to some people. Um, what's the question? Do you Do you hate Imran now? Or do you still like him? Because even it was barely, you know, it was Tuesday evening that we recorded the character profile of him, and we, and we were trying to, we were scrabbling for excuses, and we were trying to say, oh yeah, but you know, he can be forgiven. He's in round. It's okay. Are you still feeling that now? You know that he's been so manipulative and lying and, and nasty. And I think even uh... even if he'd slept with Abby and not tried to hide it and not tried to be manipulative about it, I might think okay fine because when Toya forgave him and he was like no more lies <laughs> hashtag no more secrets I didn't know this person in the bar I was like okay that's fine but then they find then they go and show that he's just lying and I'm like oh my why do you do this to me <sighs> what about you um I don't know I think I, I think um one of the one of the things about important thing about marriage, and like or having a good relationship, is that only one person can get stressed or lose their uh, crap over something at once. Like we can't both go mad about something because then we'll just go into a spiral of despair. But mm. like that time we both convinced ourselves that it was the end of Coronation Street as we know it because they loaded all the episodes at the beginning of the week. <laughs> and we had like an hour long run about the end of soaps as we know it. That was like us completely out of control and just losing our minds about something as a, as a couple. And it's like a folly idea where you just kind of escalate each other's paranoia. And I think that sometimes when you get... When you... Michael get really stressed about a particular plot point I kind of find myself detaching from it to sort of save the sanity of the group <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like I, I, I'm not really mad about it you're not I've kind of like yeah I'm trying not to not to concern myself <laughs> I mean with it too, too, too much but I also like I said before I'm trying to understand the mind of somebody who does this and I can only think that there's something different about the way that they perceive things that is fundamentally different from the way that I do I, I, I think it's definitely in Abby's personality because she's she's so self-destructive yeah, she has does demonstrated things. that he's done this before this is the thing we when we did if you haven't listened to our character profile of him Ryan, you should you should even though it's a bit out of date now because we didn't know at the time who he had slept with but there are so many things about Imran's personality that is a very consistent pattern in his behavior and i don't know that it was entirely deliberate on the part of the script writers um, or if it's just a, sort of an accident of the sort of storylines that he's been involved in because of being a lawyer or whatever it is. But he's very, very consistent and his pattern of behaviours are always the same. And this is just a kind of return to form to him. But if you're a person who just cannot forgive, see, some people can. He- and some people have relationships where, don't tell me about it, just get on with it and I don't want to know. You know, and that if that's how it works for you, fine. But some people, like I think Toya and myself and you, I hope, mm-hmm. would never or could never do or, f- or forgive it being done to them. 
Yeah, I, I think it was very clear that Imran and Toya were not in an open relationship. And you, um, But we've just seen recently Toya's exit storyline, the first time she left the show back in 90, no, no, uh, 2003. 2003, was because she her boyfriend slept with Maria, or Maria slept with her boyfriend, and... Um, well, you know, there was a whole thing where Maria kind of made out that he raped her and stuff, and it triggered a load of stuff because Toya had been raped herself. But part partly it was the cheating. So yeah. she's had this done to her before, but she also confessed to Peter. And we, you didn't say this um, when we were doing the the, car- the story just now, but she also said to Peter that that's how she got together with him. Yeah, because that's she true. was married when she first started going out with Peter, Greg. and like, yeah, good old Greg. <laughs> what happened? You know, what in her mind then? How does she justify that? Yeah, she must think to herself, like, she is she thinking because that led to the end of her marriage. She obviously had checked out at that point of that relationship. So is she thinking like, um, how could you do that to somebody you still loved? Because I couldn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But she did. It's very interesting to kind of look look at the the character histories here and put together. Everyone's a hypocrite, basically. But we are as well. Everybody, look, yeah. human beings are hypocrites, and you can't convince me otherwise. That's like one of the biggest failings of everybody, including me. We all are. Just mm. the thing that the the first stage is accepting that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was good of Toya to to forgive him the first time, and I was kind of surprised when she did. Um, but then she was like, no. Well, she said to him, look, I'll try my best because I do love you. And that's the thing that's the heart, most heartbreaking part yeah, about the whole they thing. they clearly she do. She keeps saying, I loved you, I loved you. And oh. and he and he has made it very very clear that he loves her as well. Oh, I know. But his kind of love involves occasionally dropping your jaws for somebody else, isn't it? But although, his face when be... he's looking at her and he's saying, you know, and he can see, I've made the biggest mistake of my life, mm. and I, I desperately, we've both done this to each other, done something, screwed up in some way, and just gone. Please, can you not make this too much of a big thing? Yeah, we have. <laughs> I think everyone has in a relationship. Yeah, you said it was a, a consistent pattern for Imran, but I think this is the the biggest it's ever been because I don't know what the canon is for why he and his Sabine split up at the moment because one time it was a kiss and now it appears like it's something more. And yes, he was cheating on Leanne with Toya back, back a few years ago, but they weren't in a committed relationship then. The fact that he was in a family, they were getting a kid, they'd been in a relationship for so long, they clearly madly in love with each other and committed to each other. I, I think this is stepping it one step further. I, I don't... I, I really find it difficult to believe that he would have done it. Well, he did. And the thing about it is that it's a voice that he clearly has. But there are other characters who have other vices that are just as destructive. Mm. Like Ed and his gambling or Peter and his alcoholism. Toya and her vegetarianism. She won't stop eating carrots. <laughs> um, but you see what I mean? Like they're, they're, That's this, a similar kind of thing where... Yeah. Everybody who's outside of that can go, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Abby with drugs. You know that this is wrong, but something about the human mind mm. is like a moth to a flame with some of these things. Do, do you think that this is actually, actually the end for Imran and Toya? I can't believe it is. If it is. <laughs> it's so, I just think it's so, so incredibly short-sighted of Coronation Street if it is. 
Because, I mean, okay, they're no Stan and Hilda. They're I no don't Jack like your Vera, tone of voice when you do this. Yeah. But, God, keep them together. Keep any couple together, Coronation Street. Come on, please. Why do you have to split them all up after, you know, a few years? And it's like, Rita's probably got a whole stack of fifth year anniversary cards just waiting <laughs> to be sold in the cabin. It's like, oh, this couple nearly made it. <laughs> no, when Brian no, and Gabby took over, she's like... She, they they start to tick on the stock as she just puts her hand on on the pen and go no you don't need those around <laughs> don't here. need those ones oh god it's so sad I, I, please just I'll find some way to get them back you together see, the, the, what what my when my my hope what I'm clinging on to is the fact that they their love for each other was clearly very very strong so pure. And, and hopefully unbreakable, but he has massively betrayed her. So it, I, it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't ever want to take him back. But I, I hope they find a way to make it happen. But the happen. thing is, like, Carla and Peter have, like, you know, done this so many times. Why not Toya and Imran? Um, and the other thing I was thinking of the other day was, because um, we, we were watching, like we've said before many times, we're watching old episodes of Coronation Street, and I always get struck by the relationship that Kevin and Sally have with each other now. There was a scene with them this week, I can't remember what it was, but I think she was asking him if he was alright because of Abby and stuff. And I was thinking, isn't it interesting? Would would Kevin and Sally ever get back together? How interesting. I wonder if they would ever do that. If I was a producer, I'd definitely have that on, on my whiteboard of ideas. Well, I don't know if it would twice, be a good idea. I don't know if it would be a good idea, but it's certainly something that I can't imagine ever happening, which makes me think it might be a good idea to do it. Mm. Would Toya and Imran ever end up being, like, friends that have been through it, you know? I mean... I don't know. They're They're very sensible. It's like, you know, Carla and Peter, they've been on and off more times than... That's what I said. And and, and Leanne and Nick as well. Are they the new... Because we don't have a couple like that, a new one. Not not particularly, I so hope so. I suppose the problem as well with this at the moment is... Toya still doesn't know the whole truth exactly. because she doesn't know it's Abby, and that's, that's just going yeah, to exactly. be an extra layer of betrayal. That makes me think that there's going to be a reconciliation because it wouldn't make any difference if she found out now because she's like, well, I've dumped him anyway. Mm. Unless Abby is one of the ones that does die next week and she takes that secret to her grave and along then, with Imran's baby. Imran's like, dodged <sighs> <sighs> a bullet there. <laughs> Do you, I, I don't. It's, it's the thing is, it has got to come out. It has one hundred percent got to come out, hasn't it? And I, would, well, I just hope it's sooner rather than later. Because the never last come thing out that I, it will, reason. it will. And the last thing that I want is for them to get back together and everything to yeah, seem hunky dory. And then happen. you know, this time next year or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, it was Abby. <laughs> I mean, should it make any difference? I suppose is is the is the biggest problem that it was Abby, or is the biggest problem that he lied about it, who it was. Yeah. Because uh, is Abby anything to Toya? I don't know whether well, they're particularly she was... mates. No, they're not friends, really. But they did have that altercation, didn't they? And Abby uh, sort of Abby was confronting uh, Imran and Toya. And later Toya was like, well, she's got a point. Mm. And didn't she go and apologise to her? Maybe. They I definitely could... had a weird interaction. Well, there, there were a few things that the... Um... In the court scenes, weren't there? There were a few um, Abby and Toya scenes where they had moments. Yeah, but it's weird, which, isn't it? Don't you think it's weird that now? this is like? Hmm? 
which let's just say which have new significance now if you were to go back and rewatch because I can't remember what order things happen in as well because you everything that happened with the fact that Imran and Abby slept with each other makes me makes us think about you know that that time a few weeks ago where Kevin hit Imran and he wasn't pushing to sue Imran uh, sue Kevin I mean sorry yeah and I and I said at the time well maybe, maybe that's because he feels guilty about sleeping with Kevin's <laughs> fiance yeah so but but no I, I, I don't think that you know maybe she does their MOT and how, how could you do that but no but, um mm. oh, I was gonna say something I can't forget what I I don't know I, I don't know it's it's horrible it's so horrible but um oh, oh I was gonna say is is it quite interesting that this whole thing is revolving around Imran rather than Abby like Abby's like a like this is like a very inconsequential part of Abby's story this week but it's like Imran's major deal mm. Mm. and it's kind of funny that it's it's kind of hit that way where Normally, when you have a soap affair like this, both characters are kind of like anxiously pacing around. Yeah, like, they've, oh. they've not really moved but in. Abby's like, whatever, the same Imran, circles whatever. At all. Who cares? I've got people to shoot. Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it, anyone here going to get shot next week? Imran? Is Imran going to be dead next week? Better bloody not be. Is he one of your theories? I really I'm, hope Imran doesn't die because I don't feel like the character um, has... There's, there's a lot more that they can There's so do. much so more. Much and more also, I would happen. hate to lose that thing with Toya and Toya and Imran, like, the, the potential. But I kind of think it feels a bit like it might be. Oh, what if he jumps in the way of the gun and he gets shot and Toya was supposed to get shot? Oh, yeah, if Harvey he comes after Toya and he sacrifices himself. Oh, gosh. I can't even, don't even want to think about it. Now I'm just trying to think about conversations that we've had with Charlie about when he's been in with work and I um, can't remember. <laughs> what if he um, sort of jumps in front with Elsie? That's all right. Elsie can, Elsie can take it. uses her as a, like I said, human shield. Ah, oh my gosh, I'm out of it. I'll be dead. Um, so I'll get so mad. I will get so mad. Gemma, we're going to move on to the next, because they, believe it or not, there have been other characters this week. I like know. Leo, De- Jenny, Rowe. This is a bit of an odd story, isn't it? Also, the stuff with Johnny has been in this dive. I've bundled all this together. So, um, uh, Daisy at the beginning of Monday's episode is still kind of pining after Danny and uh, Daniel, sorry, in the pub. And and Jenny says, "No, no, no, not da- Daniel. Leo, look, look how great Leo is. Oh, here he is now. He just comes, happens to walk in with a big old bunch of flowers." And uh, Monday's episode, and every pink and white flowers. And uh, Daisy's like, oh, "Whatever." She's not impressed. And then Leo starts complimenting uh, Jenny. I can't remember whether Jay Z was there at that point. Maybe she, maybe she wasn't. And um, I know she was. Jay Z's gone, and, and and he's saying, "Oh, you're not old, Jenny." Um, and she thinks that he's buttering her up to get to Daisy. Um, so Daisy later on is has got these flowers in the back of the the back of the robes, and Jenny's like, "Oh, just you know, give Leo a chance, stick the flowers in the vase or something." And when she does, she finds a little note in the bottom of the box, and it says, "To Jay." And as we know from the sign oh, that's Danny. no longer no longer on the wall in the back of the Rovers, that's the letter that Jenny's name starts with. And she does not know what to think with this. That's, even though everybody else, it seems, predicted that Leo's going to have the hots for Jenny, she didn't see it coming. So, Wednesday. 
Um, Daisy's still going on about Leo to Jenny, and Johnny's there as well. He seems happy for it. It's been nice seeing Johnny happy to Jeff for Jenny this week, hasn't it? He's been um, he's been happy that she's moved on from him, and um, Jenny's like, no, I don't need to go out with Leo. It's all right. I'd rather be a sad old cat lady <laughs> than go out with her and be be a cougar. So uh, Leo comes into the Rovers later, and he says, look, there's a mix-up with the flowers. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Daisy that they weren't for you and then Daisy's like I know they were for Jenny who is currently ducking behind the bar to try and hide from you and then she has to kind of pop out like at that hey! time. Do you remember that, that um, surprise party I can't remember who it was um, <laughs> when, when they were at the bistro and Jenny and the rest of the Connors popped out to say surprise yeah. to somebody I don't remember who that one was um, somebody can tell us and he says um, look we, we, need, we need to go for a drink and she's starting to seem tempted now meanwhile Carla finds Johnny in the cafe and he's feeling Carla a bit Barla. sorry for himself. Carla Barla, she called herself by a full name today, didn't she? It sounds so funny. Carla Barla. Nearly. And she invites herself, uh, invites him, sorry, back to the factory to manage it with her, to, you know, get his life back on track again. He seems quite up for this after the, the whole failed landlord thing and, and just since then he's been bumming around for the past eight months. So Carla and Johnny um, go to the bistro later. Beth comes along because... She's been told she can observe some management meeting. I don't really know what's going on there. Beth, management, fluffy pen. This came out completely out of nowhere. What's going on with this? It why, didn't make why any would Carla sense even of all the entertain the that idea? She's got. I mean, to think that she had Izzy on a Zoom call crying her eyes out, saying, oh, I, I don't think I can physically cope with demands of, of this manual labour that you're asking me to do. And she's like, I've got a position in management, which is just sitting on your ass with a fluffy pen. Who should I give it to? Uh, she also had a boss babe notebook or something, didn't she? Yeah. Why, why Beth of all she's people? She's utterly She's completely undiplomatic. She's, she probably can't yeah, spell. a massive gossip. Don't want to be rude. She's not... I don't imagine she's got very good administrative skills. No. Anyway, anyway. She's, eat, she's eating is. food off people's plates. Oh, yeah, she took his, his, his extra fish and chips, didn't she? Um, anyway, so they, they go there for this meeting and, and they, they meet up with this bloke who's thrilled to see that Johnny is back. And he's there, like, he's got his old dapper, isn't he? He's got his suit on. I love seeing Johnny back, um, back, back in the suit on and back with a bit of power because he's been a bit of a sad old man for quite a long time now. And I, I did enjoy that, but it didn't last, sadly. Um... And, and Beth's had a nose put right out of joint. Johnny's trying to do this deal, um, but then is kind of thrown off his strides a little bit when Jenny and Leo walk in. Carla has to rescue him, and he goes like, oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore, and he makes his excuses and leaves. Later, uh, Leo's telling Jenny, you're really lovely and funny, and also really hot. And uh, she's, she's starting to warm up to the idea. She's hot, but she's starting to warm up to the idea. <laughs> Beth um, is continuing to make a massive show at us about herself. This is when she tries to get the doggy bag for this bloke's food for herself. Um, and and Beth tells Carla when this bloke's in the loo, your dad was a bit useless earlier, wasn't he? And Carla is offended by this. Johnny, meanwhile, is catching up with Jenny, or not meanwhile, later on, and says, oh, I feel like a right cradle snatcher going out with this Leo. And he's like, well, you know... We're not exactly... We weren't exactly in the same year at school ourselves, were we? And you need to fill your boots, love. Um, fancy a chat, but then Leo shows up and it's all a bit awkward, so um, so he has to leave there as well. Um, Natasha speaks to Johnny towards the end of the episode um, about kids, and uh, and she kind of puts her foot in it by asking about Aiden. 
and um, he, he has to say, I oh, know he's, he's dead. But I've got Kate, she's the other side of the world somewhere, and she's like, you need to go off and see her. And he's like, yeah, I probably should, actually. I need to need to go jetting around the world. Um, and, and, and this is kind of leading into Friday when he's got a new lease on life. Um, very end of the episode, though, we've got Jenny in the back room with Leo, and he's very keen for a good hard shagging. And um, she's up for it, too. So up they go, up them stairs. Uh, and she starts the episode on Friday very, um, very proud of herself. She's there in her nighty, isn't she? And she's flaunting Leo on the street, coming out the front of the Rovers. Beth's there. Um, Going her. A gog. And uh, the Daisy is just like squealing with the excitement that her <laughs> stepmum's been spending the night at it. I and, don't uh, have this kind of relationship <laughs> with anybody. No. I don't get it at all. No, it's so f- funny. So um, Beth's gusping at the factory um, about Jenny later and uh, Johnny comes along and is like, Stop, don't you talk to her about that. Have a bit of respect. And, um, and Beth's got zero respect for Johnny herself because she saw that he was a bit useless at the Beast Yeah, I could not believe, honestly. So she actually has a go at him. It, if you want more proof that she's not management potential whatsoever, the fact that she was very what has she got on Carla that she can just say that about her, da- her dad? I know. In I know. such she, a really like she, needs she to get honestly in any other at any other day, Beth would have been fired for that. I know. I Never know. mind being told to get on with her job well, and being a manager. Yeah, Carla comes along and says you can't speak to him like that, and Beth's like, well, you know, it was a bit, a bit rubbish, was it yesterday, wasn't it? And Johnny's listening to this, and yeah. he's like, oh, I'm so sad. Well, so Carla finds him having a bit of a mope in the pub later, and he's like, Beth's right, I'm past it. It's time to move on and live life for myself. I'm gonna move away, get out of Morsley Street, and it's really nice to see him feeling very positive about this move. He's he's gonna go to visit Kate. He's gonna. Um, he's going to do whatever he pleases. He's he's got his savings um, to spend, and he's he says I, I I never wanted to move away from the street because of I feel like I'd be leaving Aiden behind. But you know what? He's here in my heart, and I take him Aww, with me. That's true. And I'm also very happy for Jenny as well. And, and he watches um, Leo perving over Jenny's ass at the end of the episode, and, and like, Jenny's oh, got she her. has got a nice ass. She's hasn't always she? wanted someone to perv over her ass yeah. like that. And it used to be me, but not anymore. Yeah. So, um... Well, good for you. I was, like, saying to you, is he leaving? Is I, he going? What's going on? Uh, if he doesn't get Is he going to get shot? Yeah, I, he's... Do you think he so? He is there. I would is he almost in... say right, okay. that he's going to be at number one in my hit list next week. Really? And I am gutted by this. And this is my revelation to myself during tonight's episode. Because Richard yeah, Hawley has been not doing very much on Coronation Street for a good two years, year and a half at least. And it was, I loved Johnny and it was really nice seeing him getting some decent, solid, warm scenes. He was an awesome landlord. He's such a warm, kind-hearted soul. And, And tonight's, tonight's episodes where he's like oh I've got the rest of my life ahead of me tell my, you what, my future's going to be great if that's yeah, not foreshadowing yeah, sorry I don't know what is there are very few characters on the show who exude that easygoing, like salt of the earth northern gent like Johnny does no like he's an easygoing, charming relaxed very laid back kind of a guy and I don't think there's anybody else like him. There's not at the moment, I don't think. And he was he was great as the landlord. I never would have really put him in the in the Rovers, but he worked really well in there. I thought he was good. Yeah. Um. And he and he and Jenny worked really well together. So my uh, prediction now is that Toya's about to be shot, and Imran dumps in front of her 
to save her and then Johnny jumps in front of him. <laughs> Just a whole line of people jumping in <laughs> no! front of each and other. And Harvey's there going, oh, okay, okay, all right, if you line up with your heads against each other, I might be able to get okay. three. All of you at once, yeah. I I really think that he could be for the chocolate pot. And I, I, I've got no well, idea about the circumstance. I don't know whether this is Richard Hawley saying, I don't want to be in it anymore, or whether... Or whether Ian McLeod has said fancy. No, can I just say I I th- honestly think that he's he is going to leave, but I think he's going to knapsack in a ba- in a taxi. I'd rather it was that. But then, if if but he dies, of- that could be quite exciting. I'd, I'd love to see Jenny's reaction and is she going to realise oh. I never actually stopped loving him oh, because no. you know the thing with Leo is I do not see him as a permanent no, character he is a bit character he supreme is, yeah. she is not going to be shacking up with him in right. a, you know month time let alone you know five years time so there's going to be something that splits them up I, I still think it, it's it's fine this story I I, I, I think it, I, I think it's a, a little odd Maybe. One thing I will I, say... I've got a thing about an age difference. I know you do. You, you, Listen. People who've listened to the podcast long enough will know this. One thing I will say that would be quite like a good side effect if Johnny died, almost can guarantee that Kate would never come back. That is a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> and and the, the Connors on the street would be dwindled down it, it to like the Carla and Jenny. Yeah, but she's Carla Barla. Oh yeah, that's true. And you know, you've always thought of Jenny as... Jenny Bradley, isn't yeah. she? She is Jenny Bradley. Get rid of the Connors. Who'd have thought it? That's, that's Ian well, McLeod's legacy. There's, that's my little, you know... Uh, because earlier on in the week, before I was thinking this, I was thinking, oh, maybe Johnny's going to realise that actually he does want to get back together with Jenny and she wants to get back to him because since, you know, the past two or three months since Richard Hawley's been in it a little bit more, we've seen this lovely <sighs> post-marriage friendship. Yeah, haven't we between Johnny of, yeah. and Jenny and I think oh if you like each other this much just I get know, back together again you were other. brilliant together oh why did they have to split you up approach. this year um, but now I'm thinking no he's he's gone he's going to be Johnny Goner I tell you no <laughs> oh gosh I think it might be that no, why have you done this gutting gutting but the, at least you know, I, I'm already getting anxious and sad about the potential of so many of my favourite characters being killed off next week. And it's like, they can't all die. <laughs> it can't be Abby and Imran and Jenny and Johnny and Toya. And, you know, literally every one of my favourite characters can't all die next week. It might end up at the end of the day just being Harvey and Corey. But then would that be a little bit disappointing That's if it's I'm just the, the rubbish baddies that die? But I don't, I don't want anyone else. I don't, I don't want anybody who's involved in these big stories that are leading up no, to Zebra Soap Week right. to die. No, I know. Me Apart too. from, and maybe we move on to the next story next, I think maybe it could be, it could possibly be Natasha's time. Yeah, I think Natasha could sacrifice her life. And, and it, anything else to add about the Jenny, Leo, Johnny um, quagmire that's no. going on here? Um, I, if um, so Some people, I suppose, earlier this week were saying online maybe Leo's got some kind of hidden agenda. Um that would just be too complicated for all it the other things like that are going on. It seems like he's just a decent on. bloke that looks a little bit like a buff Andy McDonald. Don't you think? Does anybody else think no. this? I think he looks like Andy McDonald slightly. Okay, Gemma, we've got the salon salon. He salon. looks like someone and I can't put my finger on it, but he does he look a bit like the guy that used to be going out with... 
Uh, Craig Charles's girlfriend who had a per- brain tumor. Huh? You know the you know in Craig Charles's character Lloyd. Lloyd had a girlfriend Andrea. who had an ex-husband. Oh, Cher- not Andrea. Oh, Cheryl. Did he look like Chris? Cheryl. Cheryl. Sorry, and Chris was. No, I don't think that's No, I'm thinking of someone else then. No. Doesn't matter. I think I You know what? We have been gunning for Natasha to die almost since... Gunny. Gunny. Since she first (laughs) came back. Literally, the moment she stepped on the street with her son, it's like, she's... she's, uh, Her days are numbered. This has been a year now she's been on the street. If we were like... If this... if, If there was a soap about this soap, and like, if we were characters in it, we'd be like the, um... The Dowager Duchess... And every time we see we saw Natasha, we'd be like, "Aren't you dead yet?" <laughs> this could be the week. Because I, I still, you know, I personally, Sam has got prime orphan stamped on his forehead, hasn't he? He's just raring to be an orphan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's totally. so precocious. They make the best orphans. I thought there was a word there that you knew that I didn't know. Prime orphan. Prime <laughs> You're such a prime orphan. <laughs> no, <laughs> Natasha has as she's had a target on her back since she came in, and I'm. And really also, stunned that you she's know, still here. at she, the end of the week, she's going, oh, I'm going to have a salon. Yes, exactly. And change my life. And Johnny's like, well, I'm going to have a brilliant future as well. You can have a brilliant future. We're both going to have a brilliant future. Doesn't life look good? And also, the Allahans are going to have a lovely holiday together. They're Everybody's go got a positive outlook, almost, by the end of if this I week. If I had no idea whatsoever about anything that's going on in Super Soap Week, I'd be thinking... That there's going to be a horrible fishing accident that's going to kill, <laughs> <laughs> kill Asher. Anyway, um, on Monday, Natasha and Sam are chewing the fact about how much he loves being around Weatherfield. Dev catches Natasha eyeing up Despite the salon. Despite all the pollution and everything. She admits she's thinking of buying it from Debbie. And he says, Laura, let me offer you some vis- business advice. And she's like, look, I'm no spring chicken or whatever she said. I'm she not, says I'm no dits. I'm not an idiot. I know about things. And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll add it to my portfolio of salons. I've got hundreds of them. And he doesn't come back with, oh, well, I own a shop and a kebab. No, he does. He does, does he? come back with that. Oh, yeah. right, well. He, he says, I've, I've got many businesses. I have a kebab shop, I have fish and chip shop, I have shops. And I don't, and, and, and I don't shag anyone in them anymore. I used to do that, but now I don't. Mm. So, Mrs. Man of the Year. Dev and Natasha have a friendly chat in the pub. Bernie watches with interest. On Wednesday, Sam is looking through the salon letterbox and Natasha's saying, oh, I'm going to modernise it. Oh, no more. Yeah, she says goodbye Blue Rinse Brigade, doesn't she? So Phyllis Pierce, who I assure is still um, alive and kicking, is going to have to find somewhere else to get her do done now. What about the Renshaw twins, everybody? Natasha tells Audrey that she's thinking of buying... And um, Dev, she sees Dev some waves and he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, he was so funny. He's like, like go giddy. This week, I know, he, he, there was a bit where he had his hands up to his cheeks. <laughs> he was, like, he was so like, excited, a, like a little. He, he's she loves like, me, she loves me now. He's like an anime meme of like one of those with a big like black eyes with yeah. the stars in them he and was, like wavy crying lines going down his Every cheeks. Every time he sees Natasha. Um, well, also bizarre. he got he had that reaction when Ardy suggested they go on holiday together, and oh yes, he's like, he was. Wasn't oh, yeah. um, Bernie listens with oh yeah, yeah. But Bernie listens with interest when Dev's talking to Ardy mm. about how great Natasha is, and then Gail comes into the cafe and says, "Oh, Natasha, you know you said you fixed the sinkhole. Can you actually do that?" Yes, I can't believe Natasha tried to wriggle out of paying for the sinkhole. I can't sinkhole. believe she was kind of 
borderline offended. And also, why is Gail checking now? She's had this work booked. Yeah. Natasha offered to do this, like, months ago. Wouldn't you have booked this in mm. before now? And Gail's going, oh, I'm getting really anxious about the kids falling in. Honestly, Gail, if they haven't fallen in by now, it's fine. I know. This sinkhole has been here over a year. And now Why it's... is only now? If you were that but concerned she's... No, about no, it... No, no, listen. She's like, Natasha, I've seen the front of a soap magazine, and it says that there's some kind of ho- horror thing going on. And I'm actually getting paranoid now that the sinkhole is going to be involved. We need to fill this in before somebody falls in it. Now, I'm thinking, like, if she was that worried about it and Audrey had the money sitting in her account, because this is how this this ends, isn't it? Audrey says, "I'll, I'll pay for it. Why didn't she offer to pay for it before? That this is a literal death trap in their garden for a year. Literally. And can I also just point out that since she's been worrying about this death trap Gail's like oh I've got I've got a potentially murderous hole in my garden what should I do I need money to be able to fill it in yeah let's just go to Bali to Thailand yeah, yeah. She, you could have saved the money and filled your hole in with money literally with rolled up 50s yeah as a bit of a Scrooge McDuck swimming pool oh, in the back garden fun. then you could charge people to swim in it yeah but they'd probably steal the money out wouldn't they yeah Oh, ups and downs, every idea. Um, Gail, yeah, <laughs> Natasha's like, oh, get, she literally, Natasha says, oh, I thought you had it covered. No, it's not covered. That's the problem. <laughs> Gail says, no, I'm worried about this. And, and Natasha says, oh, of course I'll pay for it. And then she says, oh, well, sounds like I can't buy the salon now. Uh, you must have had this money when you offered to give it to her. Yeah. I don't know whether we missed something. But it was a long time ago that she offered to... Well, we didn't miss anything because Natasha clearly told Deb that she's not a ditz. So she can't have forgotten about it, even mm. though she clearly <laughs> has. <laughs> Bernie splashes Natasha with mop water on the street and then brings the the subject of De- Deb up. And Natasha's like, oh no, I don't fancy him, we're just friends. Bernie goes to Deb and tells him this. No, tells him that Natasha's got the hots for him. And then he chats her up when he, he comes to the shop and he's like, oh, come to the bistro. And she says, oh, no, I'm not really interested in that. And Bernie's like, they're going, ha, 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 ha. This is the best joke anyone's ever played. What a genius I am. I don't like Bernie sometimes. This didn't make it. This was, it was like weird. That's like, why are you being such a dick, Bernie? Are you jealous? And she's like, no. Audrey sees Natasha in the street. They're, they're clearly, they, they seem to be working towards some kind of pairing between Bernie and Dev. And we've seen this before, haven't we? Well, they had but a fling. They did have a bit of a fling, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. <laughs> anyway, um, Audrey sees Natasha in the street and, said, and Natasha's like, oh, I can't buy the salon anymore because I've got to fill up the sinkhole because I said I would. Oh, I can't believe Gail remembered. Um, and Audrey's upset because she had heard Natasha's plans... Um, for it and she said she was going to keep it to be called Audrey didn't she she buttered her up and she also said she wanted to keep it in the family which flattered Audrey didn't she she I was all remember, like she was, she? yeah she's like oh that's good um, and now she's she's sad because um, Natasha's not buying it but Natasha had also told Sam that she was going to call it Blankman's like all her other salons didn't she well she told Audrey she's keeping the name mm. On Friday, Ardy's asking for an advance on his wages. You wrote that. I did write that. Dev, an advance. Dev is banging on about Natasha, and then he says, Ardy says, why don't we go on holiday in a chalet? I'll pay for it. There'll be ladies and mini golf. And Dev's like, brilliant. 
In the cafe, Gail tells Audrey about Natasha offering to pay for the sinkhole. And Audrey says, well, she was going to buy the salon. And Gail's like, oh, well, I can't give the money back now because I've already given it to Leo to fill the hole up. Oh, God, these people. Natasha. Um, Natasha finds out that Gail's going to be going to London for the weekend with Gail Audrey. Gail and Audrey are going, yeah, she's, Audrey's it's like, Gail's so sad. We're going to go to London because I'm rich. Also, I'm going to pay for the sinkhole so you can buy the salon. And, and Natasha's like, oh, she sits down and she picks up a glass of champagne and she's like, great, what are we what are we toasting? And Audrey's like, oh, we're going to London. And Natasha's like, great, I'll give you a lift. And if I was Audrey, I'd be like, give me the champagne back then. <laughs> but Audrey didn't say a dicky bird, did she? Anyway, Natasha's like, oh, I must rush off then. Uh, do you mind? Because I want to actually buy the salon. And I'm worried somebody else has bought it. Dev talks to Mary about how proud he is of Ardy and how nice it is that he wanted to go on holiday with him. And he's getting all excited about going fishing and stuff. And Ardy's like, why don't we go quad biking? Maybe we could have an accident, like Ozzy Osbourne or something like that. That could go on a soap magazine front. Did Ozzy Osbourne have a quad bike accident? Yeah. I always think about Rick Mail having a quad bike accident whenever I hear about quad I bikes. I think quad bikes and helicopters are the only thing stopping the rich from completely taking over the planet. <laughs> Um, Asha comes in, she's all stroppy because she's been moping over Nina and she keeps getting rebuffed because she can't take a bloody hint. So Dev's like, Ardy, we've got to let Asha come along on holiday. So she proceeds to completely ruin everything by saying she wants to go shopping and stay in a in a hotel, not in a, in a chalet. So um, Nick and Leanne return from their jollies to hear about Natasha buying the salon. Everyone's really happy. They're like, this will be great because we'll all be a happy family and Natasha can have this salon and Sam will be living nearby, all happy families and Natasha will definitely not be dead. If, if anybody could die next week, I totally would throw Natasha in that I would sacrifice hole. Natasha. I would sacrifice Natasha in a heartbeat over pretty much anyone. It would definitely be pretty ironic that she died in the sinkhole that she refused to pay for. Yeah, if only you'd paid to build it up that, sooner. Now, if, if, that's, if anyone's going to get karma, that's, that's <laughs> surely deserved. Anyway, the, the Alahans are packing and uh, Ardy's mad because he doesn't even think that they need fishing rods anymore. Well, because, yeah, because they're going to go to a fancy non-caravan place. And they're they? going to go to a... place. Go to a um, shopping, shopping trip. Yeah. Now, what about... Coronation Street, Super Soap Week, horrible um, trauma, blood and violence when Ardy and Dev are going fishing and they cast off right as Asha comes and goes, when are we going to go shopping? And then it hooks in her cheek. Oh, gross. And then her face rips off. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what's going to go on with this. Are they going to escape Super Soap Week? I don't get it. Are they going to come? Are they on Monday? They're going to be like, that was great. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what this is about. I, I, as much as I love the Alahan scenes together, it felt very um, superfluous. It's, it would um, be good it, if it they weren't going to be around but... next week because it means that they're all safe. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Um, but, you know, Asha could very well. Uh, Asha, Asha is a fairly key She's player involved. in the Corey story. So we've got Corey. Who have we got? Corey threatening to shoot. No. Abby's Hang on a minute. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. We've got Harvey going to shoot Toya. Imran jumps in front of her. Then Johnny jumps in front of him. And then uh, Nina jumps in front of him. And then Asha jumps in front of her. Yeah. And then Natasha. 
And then Natasha's like, this is stupid now. Just shoot me and get it over and done with. Nobody likes me around here anyway. I don't want the salon to change. I don't want Natasha in charge of the salon. She just, I just, she's, I, I don't know I'm really in a minority with her, but Natasha is just meaningless to me. She's all right, but I, I just have got, like 10 years ago, Natasha in my head when she was a, a, a side character until the very end. And she still is a side character this year. There's just something about her that can't be a main character. And, she is just a very sad mum character. And they're not very, there aren't very many she characters. She off and comes back after like three months or whatever. There aren't very many characters on Coronation Street who could be described as, oh, that's so and so's mum, or that's so and so's dad. She doesn't have a personality beyond that. She's she's been the thorn in Nick's side for the past twelve months, and I, I don't need her in charge of the salon. It's kind of sad if Audrey's not going to go back there. But to be the end of the day, it's it is still a bit silly that they've got two hairdressers in Coronation Street. But well, they've I, got barbers and hairdressers. Yeah, but I just I just don't need her there. And 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 if she did, we'd like she'd suddenly forget the rest of her hairdressing empire and only ever stay there probably, or maybe she'd go off every now and again every time they want Nick to look after Sam. But um, the shake-up there, they certainly don't need a shake-up because I thought that the trim up north was all, all the trendies. So where are all? The, where is um, Evelyn going to go and get her, her fabulous do done? If uh, Well, it'd be quite funny if Natasha was it. like, I'm going to change everything and make it all different. And then the people just kept coming in and going, can I just have a blue rinse, please? I want my <laughs> hair curled. And she was forced to just capitulate yeah. to the demands although, of the Although we do fogies. say that sometimes Coronation Street is a bit stuck in its past and it's it's afraid of change sometimes which is why they won't get rid of the Knicker factory which Well this is, is my question, okay But I, I just don't want Natasha there Is there... Is there something about being an old lady that makes you get short hair? Am I going to get old lady short hair? Or when I'm old will lady, old ladies have different hair? Because honestly, I I think the older you get as a woman, the more you start to think, who who cares? I'll just cut my hair off. This is a waste of time. (laughs) And also, I think your hair gets more brittle as you you age, so it's harder for it to to stay longer. I think, yeah, I think I might get a blue rinse. Nice. Then we go as Phyllis and Percy to a Halloween party in 50 years' time. Okay, you're on. No. (laughs) I'm I'm not talking about... In the future. Oh, okay. Right, um, let's just finish this off then. So we had a bit of the character's profile story. There was some random scene about Jack of Potatoes with cheese where Craig seems to be avoiding the Baileys and then he catches up with them in the pub and's like, oh, don't know what to say to you, really. And then he does a bit of a public does service announcement about... Does he say, I'm a coward? Um, yeah, he says, oh, I'm a coward about this. And Michael says, look, just learn your lesson. Don't be, don't, Don't enable racists. And Craig's like, you know what really important not to not to support racist people when they do racist things everybody um that's it end of story and then uh there wasn't anything there wasn't anything more than that was it it just felt like oh we better finish this storyline off gonna make this look positive maybe craig's gonna jump in front of the bullet well he's the only one who has any business jumping in front of bullets Mm. I, 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 unless i missed anything i don't think there was anything else in that story but we and it's the same with the uh I'd like Zidane payment, please. Which was basically Hashim reminding everybody, I want my money, Zidane. And Zidane's like, I don't have your money, but I need it for my laundering. And um, and then also Yasmin telling Zidane, I have hired David back in the kitchen. And he's like, fine, whatever. Who um, cares? I've got other things to worry about. And, and Alia says... 
uh, um, he wants to have a look at the money, but in speed dial, doesn't he? Because he assumes said that if you can, you know, well, fiddle the books a little told bit, him to do it. Yeah, and then we can get our laundry service going. And um, and and so he's like, "Can I have a look at the money, Yasmin?" And she's like, "No." He gets a bit mad about it, and Alia says, "It's all right, Zidane. She just doesn't want another Jeff situation where some man is in charge of the speed dial finances. Wanna... Don't take it to heart." Yeah. So we'll quickly say because we saw I saw somebody on our Facebook group saying they don't understand what money laundering is and how it works, and they surely cannot be the only person who doesn't know this. The most simplest way to explain it is if you've got a restaurant where nobody's keeping tabs on how much you pay for things and how many people come in and how they pay, you can say. I had 100 customers today and I took a £1,000, but you could have had five people and took 50 quid. Mm. And all that extra money is money that's come from criminal enterprises, like drugs or whatever, trafficking maybe. And you put that through and then when it comes out the other end, it's completely legitimate money that you can use because you can't... If you're in this country, you suddenly have got all this money from nowhere people will find out that you've been making money from being a naughty criminal. So you need to make this money appear legal in some manner. So you have to put it through a business. And restaurants and in Breaking Bad, there was a car wash. Anything that has cash, lots of cash, and also sort of nebulous expenses and incomings and outgoings. Because who's to say how much you spent on tomatoes... You could spend £5 on tomatoes, we could spend 50p. <laughs> you don't need to, to explain, as long as you can make it look like that's where the money went. Thank you very that's much. How you that's, long... how, that's how you... People are going to go and do it now. They're going to say, Gemma told me to do it. <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get See, knocked so, on the door by the police. Tez, now he's got this two grand for Gunny. Yeah. He's going to go to the restaurant and uh, launder the money through Zidane's. Yeah. Be like, £2,000 for this Nihari sounds reasonable. <laughs> Um, I've got nothing else to say about this story apart from the fact that that, um, I've written this down because this is a great Yasmin quote she said that Zidane had the face of a fish and the brains of a beetle that's a bit rude it's a little bit isn't it why did she say that because he does what about his hair she said I I want to insult you but I can't I've been told not to mention the hair hair (laughs) he gets really funny about that so that's the end of this week it it was it was alright really wasn't it as um as absolutely gutted I was with the whole Imran and Toya split it was clearly coming already so I don't know whether I can blame this week the fact that it was Abby again I predicted it does that make it any better not really I think it's kind of ruined two characters but I, I do believe that they could probably probably redeem them at some point but I, I wish they didn't have to um, I thought that the build up to the the you know the climax to the, this week coming into next week was was actually quite good um, not so fussed on the Leo and Jenny stuff Johnny was lovely as Alahan's great um, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for three and a half sliced off out of five what about you? What is that to do with? It was it was a conversation that some characters were having earlier in the week and I can't remember who. Dev maybe, was it? I'm going to give it three and a half pink pa- princess palaces. Nice, nice. Um, my character of the week. Oh, yes. Maybe Toya. I was, I was thinking Toya. She got so maybe. mad. You dirty, stupid pig. Uh, I mean, it, it, as much as... The like, thing is, the way she Imran, said it, can I just say... Imran. My... my um, a council estate southern accent 
transforms that into a very humdrum insult. Oh, you dirty, stupid pig. But the way that Hoya said it, I don't know, she had gravitas. <laughs> um, yeah, She because... made it sound like the worst insult I've ever heard. She I... spat it at him. It was fantastic. <laughs> I can't give it to Abby because she wants to shoot somebody in the head. And I can't give it to Imran because he's dirty cheat. And I can't give it to... I could give it to Sabine, but she's just been standard great. No, well, Sabine. she was naughty. Johnny, was, she was naughty. Johnny she's was been great. Told off at work. I feel like if Johnny's gonna you know, next week, then uh, maybe I should have, have given him character of the week now. Maybe as his Sabine's last chance. gonna shoot Imran. What? Because honestly, <laughs> she's like, pretty mad about she losing all her cases. But I don't think she was mad enough, really, because she seems very ambitious and cutthroat and focused on her job, like all these feminists. <laughs> She has basically her career's ruined now because this reputation is going to follow her forever. That she's been involved in underhand dealings. Is anyone ever going to trust her? Would you have her on your case, knowing that she could potentially undermine months of work? No, I would not. I'd shoot Imran. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly happy about going with Toya actually. Although she did was a bit, you know, so say short sighted about the fact that um, maybe Harvey has got some friends who might come and rough her no, and Simon in up. No, he's in prison. No, 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 no. But um, I, I enjoyed. Right, I enjoyed. She made a damn good castle, and um, yeah, she did. I enjoyed George's performance. Fantastic work. Yeah, three That's and a half and George's all round. Um, awesome. Right, listen. What are your final predictions for next week? Because people are going to want to know. What do you th- what do you it's think? It's so hard because of the things I already know. Um, but there's so much I hope I really hope there's so much that I don't know because I've I've really been trying hard to avoid it. I don't know how much is out there. Right. But I've just I've been hearing people saying there's a lot of spoilers out there for next week and I don't feel like I know a lot. Right. Listen, this is my prediction. Harvey escapes from prison. The sinkhole starts to make ominous creaking noises. Um, Leo goes to fix it. Um, everything starts to kind of fall into it. Harvey turns up and he's like, "Where's Toya Battersby?" Where's Corey? I don't. This is the this is the thing that's annoying me. It's- how does Corey and Nina and and Abby? How do Abby's got a gun? She wants to shoot Corey. Is Corey going to come to what, Coronation yeah, Street? Yeah, I don't why know what I do don't that? know why Corey's there at the moment with all the sinkhole stuff. Which again, okay, the fact that they're mentioning it makes it seem very ominous. I wonder whether maybe maybe Leo gets in trouble and Johnny kind of goes to rescue him. He jumps because... in front of the sinkhole <laughs> <laughs> because he he thinks that uh, that Leo and Jenny should be together forever. And I so... don't think I throw myself in a sinkhole to save my ex-wife's boyfriend that she's known for but a he's week. He's a good northern solid chap. We have already established that's true. This. A southerner would never do that. <laughs> um, and so. Maybe I I don't know I it it feels so Where's much this, like Johnny's going to die next week. This is disjointed. So Corey maybe like Nina's like oh let's throw a party for Corey to say no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on Germany and and James is like great idea because football. And then they have it at the bistro and the bistro's like creak creak. And Debbie's like oh dear, I better phone Abby up and tell her that she can't have the wedding here. And Abby's like, what do you mean? Can't have the wedding there. It's like, well, we've got a Corey's party. She's like, Corey's party? I'm going to bring Gunny with me. And then she comes to shoot him. And then that's when everybody jumps in front of the gun. 
Mm. I can't put it together. And also, no, during all of this, we haven't mentioned the Horonation Street oh, stuff. Oh, yes! Which is going to be... That's going to fall in the sinkhole. Very sink exciting. Hole. You've got your, your, your... I can't remember what's on the poster for it now. A big, scary clown. Brewery Lane. Is it a... Is it a coincidence that Imran was dressed up as a clown today, which you completely I didn't completely notice? I completely missed that. I, I was typing at my computer. I must have been. And I can't, after the episode, you're like, yeah, Imran's dressed as no, a clown. You said, to like, me, you said to me, isn't it a funny coincidence that something's something clown? And I said, no, it's not, because I, oh, I yeah, did that I, tweet. I said that, yeah, somebody had called Imran a clown, hadn't they? Yeah, and, and I did t- a tweet about the clown. And you said, that was a funny coincidence. I said, no, I tweeted that because he was literally in clown face paint with a red nose on and you because I say weird stuff like that to you all the time you're like what no he wasn't and I was like yes he was he was just was a clown so we were all round back and we saw him round yeah. the town great yeah. job um I yeah that's what's gonna happen no then. hang on so Horonation Street is gonna be where there's the brewery gonna be, is there's gonna be some dark um oh yeah I guess brewery jewelry lane bit is gonna be and that's like parallel that's, to um that's behind the factory behind, isn't it yeah but isn't that also near David's house yeah which is where the sinkhole is yes it is so there's gonna be a big like helter skelter and somebody like goes down the house scale and they sort of vroom, up in the air and then straight into the hole <laughs> the helter skelter to hell <laughs> that's just like when I used to play theme park <laughs> I used to make the rides and then people would die I mean, very good. I would give that ten out of ten. Horror there's, got, there's going to be some kind of skulking, like in you know, in a hall of mirrors or something with with well, Harvey. That's how Harvey, yeah, Harvey can do that. Yeah, yeah. With his gun, he didn't know. And to Abby's shoot. like, oh no. Yeah, does Abby no, do go it. into a hall of mirrors and shoot? But she thinks she's shooting Corey. But this it is the trouble. There's too herself. many. There's two different stories going on about people wanting to kill each other. Corey is quite good at merging stories when yeah, it needs to. But, and then you'll be like, oh, all these stories my notes, are going my into notes. one story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we said earlier, by the time next week's podcast comes up, they're only going to be half done. Because Natasha said, oh, I've bought me and Sam tickets to Horonation Street next week. Oh, yes, she, she did. did. Oh, she's going to die. Oh, How many so people are going to die? Right, more than, more than one. I'm, three Corey, feels like too much. Harvey and Natasha. Either Corey or Harvey. They've got to one, one or yeah, one, one of, of the other, maybe both. But then there's got to be a goodie that dies as well. But mm. is there is there a disposable goodie like yeah, Natasha. Natasha, and also an actual one that people because if a at dolly. the end of the week it's only Corey, Harvey and Natasha, even though there's that's three bodies, that still feels like a bit of a disappointment. But like I said earlier. Most of my suspects are people that I do not want to die. I know. There's lots of other characters that I'd happily chuck in the sinkhole yeah. at the moment that I don't care one way or another whether they survive. But yeah. all of my suspects are like, no, I'm kind of a favourite, actually. Maybe Ian McLeod's going to do a big old cull. Maybe. I wonder whether... He, Maybe there's going to be a load of characters going, what's in the sink? Ah! What's he, that noise coming from the sink? Ah! I, I hope there's something spectacular because... Ian McLeod came to Coronation Street with the with a hot and bypass crash um, in, in Emmerdale as his like look at me I'm the stunt man and we haven't really seen anything quite like that on Coronation oh, no, Street but I wonder and I think they were going to have like, oh dear I don't want to get a reputation as being the stunt man but the, 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 the he said last year didn't he like twelve months ago he was saying yeah we were going to do a mega Hollywood style stunt for the 60th anniversary is is this is this going to be it? Are we going to finally see what had originally supposed to have happened? Why last isn't Gary year or involved? Something? I don't know. Yeah, what is going on with Gary? 
Is he going to be, you know, the, the curveball in this? Is because Gary going to be caught with Rick Nealon's body bag and over the sinkhole going... <gasps> yeah, why hasn't he thrown Rick Nealon in the sinkhole so far? I assume it's just a bottomless pit. Tell you what would be really cool, yeah. Like um, Mel's hole. Hmm? Put, put that on YouTube. Okay. I dare you. Um, maybe Leo is going to be... Digging, digging, digging. And then Gary sort of comes I don't along. dig because you just make the hole worse. He, he doesn't fillin', strike fillin', me fillin'. as very bright. <laughs> and then Gary comes along like, hey, hey, but you're doing with the hut, just checking. And then Leo looks at him and goes, I know. I I used to be, what's his face's, Rick's number two. <laughs> Ask Sharon. And he's there to retrieve the body. Or he uh, knows. Yeah. Maybe he's a wrong un. Maybe. And we did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Leo gets shot. I don't Say so what with that? And dies in the sinkhole. So what? So Jenny would be sad. Yeah. And then Johnny's like, anyway, I'm on, I'm going on holiday to see Kate. Bye bye. Maybe Kate comes home to see her good old dad in the hole. and falls in the sinkhole. Do you think it's going to be a good week? Do you think we're going to be left happy with it? Are you expecting or are you expecting I don't to know. be let um, down? I'm, no, no, now I'm worried. I think I'm going to be. I don't want I think I I'm going to now. enjoy the razzmatazz of it. I, need I think to they're going to. I, I think they're going to do a good job I need with that. To know. But I just know. I've seen the list of characters that are involved. Some of the characters that are involved. Because Right, so do you remember the, the tram oh, crash, which is obviously the biggest thing? Yeah. When was that? 2010. Because <sighs> I'm thinking back to that, right? Because that was like probably the benchmark against which all stunts, stunt weeks or mm. groups of episodes should ever be judged because it was fantastic. So many storylines came to a head then. So many different characters involved. Lots of deaths. But I'm thinking back to that. So, um, what's her face died? Uh, Molly. Molly. Who else died? Charlotte Hoyle. Yeah. And Ashley. Ashley, that's right. And then also the tram the driver, tram- R.I.P. No. no, I thought it was a taxi driver. The tram driver. The tra- he died as well, didn't he? Did he die? I can't remember. Well, anyway, he's, he's yeah. certainly very badly injured. Um, well, I don't remember coming out that week going, oh. No. But I do remember thinking, oh, it's like how you do sometimes when a character dies that you don't really care about. And you're like, actually, it's quite sad. Oh, that's sad. I want to feel that. I don't want to be like, God damn it. I can't believe they killed, insert name here, because they were my favourite character of all time. If you could like, if you could give a ranking of the top characters that you absolutely do not (laughs) want to die, who would be on your list? But this is going to be a, okay, right. Taking not If any of these characters die, there's no way that you can be completely happy with next week. Um, Right, so this is not taking into account anything that I know or don't know. Mm. So my characters that I would hate if they died would be Toya, Imran, Jenny, Abby, Nina. Yeah. I'm looking at who was in it this week, really. What would you hate? Dev. Yeah. RD. Not Asher. I wouldn't... If she died, it'd be sad, but... I think you're right. I think Asher would be a... Oh, that's a shame. Well, why do they do oh, that for? Oh, that's sad. She had they, so much potential. Yeah, exactly. But um, I wouldn't be, like, totally gutted. Would you, you haven't mentioned Johnny yet, have you? I think if Johnny died, I'd be like, oh. 
But the thing is, like you said, I kind of felt like he, we've been letting him we go have gently. been letting him go. Like we a grandma, you just stop visiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think out of the main characters that have been in it this week, those are the, those are the main um, ones. Who else would I really hate if they killed? Who else do I like? Those are like my I think, top I think there's the other characters that we like, but they're not in it at the no, moment, but I mean, so they're like, probably safe. Say Debbie. Mm, oh yeah, don't out. kill Debbie. Um, well. Kevin, I would think, was quite funny if he died. <laughs> Tyrone also, yes. Ke- Kevin's just going to be running and then he face plants into the sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, just thinking about Abby there, is that she is the, like, the, you know hero of Weatherfield mm. if there was a collapsing and the house scout falls top first into the sinkhole she no she would run into danger to save people uh, yeah now here would be a triggering moment what if Corey's like having a bit of a kick around in David's garden and that's when he kicks his football in the sinkhole it's like oh better go and get it falls in the <laughs> hole and then she'd be compelled to rescue him I don't think so somehow maybe her natural instincts would kick in and then she sort of pull him out and then just shoot him in the head and he'd fall back down inside. I, I feel like we have um, exhausted our speculation over think this. if there's anyone else that I really, really like. Yasmin. Yes, Yasmin. Oh, I would hate that. Now, Alia and Zidane can fall in. I think out of all the ones we've mentioned so far, I'd, I'd sacrifice Yasmin over a lot no. of those. No. Sorry. I'm sorry to say. Those are, I think those are my top favourite characters and I, I'm, maybe I'm forgetting like Mary I, I don't know I'd be sad if Mary died <laughs> what about what about Leanne and Nick what about Sam what about I can't think see I wouldn't I put those Dirk. on my mid tier list of like oh that's sad yeah like but then again no matter who dies it like what about Michael Bailey <laughs> yeah I would actually Oh no, Grace is in the hole. What about if Chesney died? <laughs> what oh. about if the quads went in the sinkhole? <laughs> you just imagine like the end of the very, very end of the week, right? There's the hole is smoking, there's bodies littered everywhere, and then Gemma comes along like Shh, Chesney, shut up, shut up. And then just throws all the babies in the hole <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> Her free is there furious. What if it's Rita? We've had a few Rita so scenes I wouldn't, this week, I we? wouldn't cry. Audrey, if it was oh, Audrey. Ah, no. Or I'd get mad then. What if it was David or Shona? Yes, that's right. David's my other favourite character. Yeah. I think I've exhausted my favourites now. Okay. Now, if Tim fell in. What if Sally fell in? Sally I'll tell you what. Fallen, she's safe. If the sinkhole is correct, connected <laughs> directly to hell and Tim fell in, he gets spat right back out again. <laughs> These two not good. having him in here we're done Gemma. even Satan can't put up with Tim we have news to discuss this week and I think I think it's time we moved on please don't send us your predictions for the Super Soap week no, because don't. I'm sure most of you know more a lot more do. than we do about what's going to happen I, th- I still would put myself as like a 3 out of 10 out of how much I know you you said 2 earlier didn't you I yeah uh, can, I if, really don't I have seen pictures but I don't know what they were of because I'm like, I've know, not seen the trailer any... that's out, but I've seen no, actually I've seen, seen a still from the trailer. Yeah, but you've said things like, "There's a trailer about this," and I didn't even know there were different trailers. No, there were some little mini trailers. Yeah, you I don't want to say anything. Exactly, this is what I mean. Anything. You say things to me. 
I don't want this to be one of those episodes of the podcast where people write in and say, you spoiled things. I don't think we've spoiled anything, have we? How can we have spoiled anything? I don't know. I, I think everything that we've said so far is a reasonable assumption. I don't... And it's, and it's not I a spoiler. Heard... I hope it's not a spoiler to say Hang that on. it's Super Zoe Week next week. No, well, there's nothing we can do about the fact that that's been information that's been released. But, for example... Um, I'm assuming that is to do the sinkhole because a man's turned up to fix a, fix a sinkhole and all they've done this week is to talk, about, a sick hole. <laughs> to talk about the sinkhole. So I think it's a fairly obvious yeah. jump. I don't know if there is a sinkhole involved in it, but it would be stupid if it wasn't. Horonation Street, they've bigged that up. That's obviously involved. And then there was a the cliffhanger at the end of today's episode with Harvey. Exactly. These aren't And lots of, of people saying, hooray, the rest of my life's going to be fab. Yeah. That's a big clue. Yeah, that don't is a big clue. I don't know whether you thought you'd been settled there, Coronation Street, but uh, <laughs> we, we must move on. Yes. We must, we must. Yes. Um, good street talk. Let's move on to the cabin. Sorry it was so long. Time for the news. Time for the news. News time. Time for the news. Catherine Tilsley's pregnant again. Hooray. Happy congratulations. Happy congratulations. That's what we're talking about. Fantastic news for Catherine Tilsley, who plays Eva Price. When's she going to come back? Not any time. funeral, think. maybe, Gemma. <laughs> uh, she's not going to be coming back soon because she's got another baby in her belly. And um, this is her second one. And it's a girl. So weird. They're expecting her in April. Um, and uh, baby according, in the belly. according to... Um, like a medieval priest. According to Catherine Tilsey's Instagram, they are, and I quote, utterly blessed. So, all good news. I had to say about that. It's always nice to find out things like that. What isn't so nice to hear is that poor Katie McGlynn is out of Strictly Come Dancing already. In a way, it's kind of good <laughs> for us because Strictly Come Dine with me. No, um, in a way, it's good because it means that we don't need we don't to report on it anymore. And even last week, I actually forgot to mention her in the news section. So I think maybe you can blame me slightly for the fact that she's out. I well, don't nobody knew to give I her their good happen. wishes. No, exactly. They didn't. They didn't. Um, yeah. So she's only the second person to be kicked out of this series so that's that's pretty naff really I, I did hear that well, I don't know whether this is always the case with these things but um, there was a massive fan backlash of people saying that she shouldn't have gone because um, the person that she was up against in the dance off made mistakes and she didn't but I don't know what are you going to do so uh, Kate, well, Katie is not in anymore but she at least did have a, a lovely go at dancing the American Smooth to Cruella de Vil in last week's show What's an American smooth? It sounds like a sort of hamster. It sounds like a bit of a saucy dance to me. It sounds like a bit of a rub up close to you, but I don't know because I didn't watch it. I'm sure it was Ace. I, I, she did look good as Corella Deville. Um, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a quote from Katie. Do you want to know what Katie said about her um her exit she when, said, when she was croc. when she was booted out? She said, um, I've absolutely loved my time. I'm so happy I got to be Cruella and dance with this amazing guy. Um, this is her partner I don't know who it is I've loved every second of it thank you for being an amazing partner we have laughed so much and I get to walk away with an amazing friend Sup. bad luck Katie um, hey. not too late for dancing on ice well it is really because Sally Dinner was going to do it but let me tell you about another thing. <laughs> Coronation Street Identity Stories for World Mental Health Day oh, yes, was released. It. It's a special project, Sunday, an online it? thing. Um, very good work, everybody behind that. We know that uh, Dan was um, involved. Yeah, he doesn't do um, much Molly, Millie, oh. Tanisha, Maximus all went and spoke with 
Danny Winterbates, who had personal experience of the kind of thing that they're covering for the hate crime storyline. And they spoke a bit about their own experiences and what it was like to film. Um, it's all right. scenes, it was a big old interview, it was wasn't it? It was like half long. an hour long, uploaded to Courage YouTube on Sunday And evening. I said, could have done there. it as a podcast. They could have done, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought was that what I enjoyed. If when you we like were... listening to this, this show, you would really enjoy um even if you don't watch the video. I assume that people listening to us now do enjoy listening to this show, otherwise, unless it's some kind of well, self-torture. Got, yeah, I, I, lis- I hate listening to some things. <laughs> um, what I thought was quite cool is that the, those, uh, those actors around the table, two of them had been on our podcast, half of them, when we got there first, I have to say. But um, it was good, it was interesting. Um, well, it was in hearing, house, Michael. Hearing about all of them talking about their characters and how they were clearly all very invested in the motivations and the, and the backstories and the thoughts and everything behind their characters. And um, yeah, it's it it a great little interview. We watched it on a Tuesday night, I think. So if you if you missed that, because I, I don't know how much Coronation Street have been promoting it because I've been staying away from their Twitter like the plague, um, it's worth going over there and having a look if you like You can't say like the plague anymore. Why not? Because we're going through one. Oh, yeah, she's a bit like the plague, isn't it? Anyway, it was good stuff, good stuff. Nice of them to put something together for Mental Health Day. And um, speaking of celebrating things that are, uh, you know, all, all banding together and marking important events in the calendars, there is something happening um, in the week starting the 1st of November, which looks quite interesting. Now, if you are... Um, uh, politically minded, you may well know that that's the day that the world leaders are meeting to discuss the climate crisis. At the well, um, some of them are. Some of them are the ones that believe it's true. Some of them, well, some of them can't be bothered. It's, they're, they're meeting. The Queen at a, is very annoyed. I, I heard that the Queen is a bit irate about climate change. And at the William's moment. like, uh, can we stop flying? Um, Star Trek actors into space, please, <laughs> and spend money they're, on... They're meeting to talk about what we're going to do about this here climate crisis then. So the UK soaps have all decided to um, to collaborate together to erase awareness of climate, climate, climate change You themselves. also said erase awareness. They're going to erase awareness. I bet that's what Donald Trump wants to do, isn't it? Make it, listen, make it easy. Listen, it's fake news. <laughs> um, so in that week, and this is what, three weeks time maybe? All of the soaps, plus you know, we're not just talking Emmerdale and Corrie and EastEnders doctors. and everything. We're going to and doctors, of course. Um, the, the, its viewer might notice that, but it's going to be casualty, Holby, everything that could possibly be classed as a soap is going to have some kind of reference to climate change in it, which is kind of interesting oh it's a bit blowy isn't it yeah something like that like phew, who'd have thought maybe they can just be like oh take advantage of the fact that they film eight weeks in advance and they go oh it's quite balmy Since for the first week of warm. november here <laughs> but uh, i don't know what they're going to do i i think probably it's it's kind of maybe going to feel a little bit preachy and a little bit shoehorned and I don't know these things sometimes are but what's also kind of interesting is that they're doing soap crossovers that week this is so weird in a subtle way it feels like so um well, the, how it's going to relate to Coronation Street, and, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler, but if you want to know what, if you don't want to know what the Turn away crossover now. is going to be, yeah, put your fingers in your ears for a little bit. But apparently, there's going to be a social media video featuring two of Emmerdale's residents that's going to be shown on Coronation Street. Um, I, we're going to have to really pay attention to it because they, we wouldn't know them from Adam, would we? It's like, oh, they've just watched a video. I, I guess they were. What's it going to be like? Oh. 
No, the ice caps have melted and the sheep's fallen in the river. Something like that. So that's how we'll know it's Emmerdale. Um, and then also, one of BBC One's doctors will appear on the cobbles and definitely won't recognise him. So you could be like, unless, it's, it's, it's... Unless it's you, it's, it's Dr... No, Mrs. my name is Aggie. Yeah, what's her name? Mrs Tenby. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Shut up, you're going to blow my cover. <laughs> And um, also, over in uh, Walford, a social media clip from Weatherfield is going to be chatted about in the Queen Vic, so they'll be watching going uh, Gemma on? going, oh, hey, babies are well difficult, but I chuck mine in a sinkhole. <laughs> it's, what, what, what do you think about this idea? Nice, pointless? I don't kind know. Of I cannot, I do, how is this going to tie into climate change? I don't think that bit is, unless it is, you know, this bloke from Doctors that's going to come in and say, oh, no. Look it, at all the pollution going on here. Is this is this parking story all just like so Coronation Street saying we started it first? Is this is this a lead up to to this story? I wonder. Is it going to climax in the week of the worst first of November with Sally and Fergus and Aggie and that? I don't know. Maybe a car is going to backfire and um, blow smoke on someone, and then a doctor has to come and suck the smoke out of their lungs. What's that got to do with climate change? Well, it's pollution, isn't it? Yeah. Do you remember when all we had to worry about was the hole in the ozone layer and and acid acid rain, rain. and then we fixed it, (laughs) and then we were like, it's fine, everyone. Go back to normal. No. no. Carry on with the petrol. Electric cars, that'll never happen. Um, Remember that? Do you remember when everyone was saying, they'll never never let that come out? A man invented electric cars and then he got shot. I remember that being in school. That was a conspiracy. There was a man who invented electric cars and and the, um, the petrol company tried to buy the... The, the schematics of him and he wouldn't sell it because he was it was too morally upstanding so they killed him I don't know what you're talking about well, it sounds very exciting no true. I think I think that um, it's going to feel a little shoehorned in I think it's probably going to be kind of cool for people who watch the other soaps and they'll recognise the characters or will they think it's a bit weird and will it be a bit too fourth wall It'll breaky be a bit, and a bit like a bit hang meta. on a minute no that's not true because like I mean it's already been established for example in EastEnders that Coronation Street is a programme because I remember around the 50th anniversary there's like Doc Cotton says oh I'm going to watch an episode of EastEnders and have a fag no Coronation, Coronation Street Coronation Street and have a fag and so, and, and then if they actually showing a clip as if it's real, then I don't know what to believe. The is it going to be one of those things where we go, that was nice, now let's implode. get on to the rest of the real part of the episode. I don't know. But it's good that they're doing something. But... I like the fact they're all working together. I like this kind of... Um, yeah. Because the thing is, you know, we all think of them as being rivals and stuff, and they are really, but there's also a lot of crossover. Oh, yeah. They all and get drunk with each collab- other in the after show at the yeah. awards ceremony. There's a lot of collaboration going on. Yeah. Because, you know, and it's kind of a a new thing too because they all did kind of help each other out about COVID initially, didn't they? Like, how are we going to... What are you guys doing? Well, we're doing this. Oh, well, we'll do that. Yeah. I I think there was a bit of that going on. I don't think it's something I'd want to happen too much because it it does kind of take you out of the believability. But Michael, if it saves one turtle, it's worth it. It may well get me to turn my lights off. Um, well, you're the worst. I'm not using them. So that's all. That's that's good. Well done, Coronation Street and other I'm, soaps. I've turned into everyone's dad, where I go around turning off the heating and the lights. Now, <laughs> do you know how much it costs to heat this house? No. Exactly. We've we found out how to get our underfloor heating in the bathroom. I know this is awful. We're talking about time. climate change here, and all like, we've got underfloor heating in our bathroom. Very swanky. We should never use it. Finally, everybody, if you're missing Liz on Coronation Street, then get yourself 
on... Oh, I haven't even said when this is going to happen. At some point in the future... Maybe in a few Upcoming. weeks. Upcoming. Upcoming. Beverly and Jordan Destination Wedding. And this is a five-part series that follows uh, Beverly Callard and, and her mega shag partners, John, wedding vow renewal in Spain. Um, but it's not really going to have much of John in it, apparently, because it's going to have Jordan North, who was apparently on I'm a Celebrity with Beverly Callard. I, I don't know. I assume this is true. And it basically seems to be them travelling all over Spain doing like really cultural stuff like um, having paella and bullfights and squashing tomatoes. I don't tomatoes. think you're allowed to... Dis- say you like bullfighting well she might say she maybe she's about this is very she's bad Beverly Callard she can maybe she's she gonna fight the bull um it's happening soon but yeah I, I forgot to say when it's happening so just look what at the channel TV is guide. It on? three on. really yes this seems like a channel five thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be lovely so um yeah go Bev that's it. That's it. That is it for the news. Um, we've let's got, do feedback. Let's, let's do some feedback right now. Yeah. Feedback. Feedback. Average score last Fe- week okay. on the Facebook page was 3.05. And Michael selected three of his favourites with Jonathan giving it two and a half intimate details about David the dog. Shauna gave it two and a half ways to pluck a chicken, but Richard was Michael's favourite. Three and a half dollops of poo smeared on a car with Why screen. did you read that out this week? Am I being Because too you're being s- too slow. Okay. I'm feeling a little bit... Um, neglected. I'm feeling very neglected this week because I'm not getting... It's two weeks in a row, really, that we've not had very much feedback. It's a bit sad. We've got Nancy and Rebecca, of course, which is always lovely, so I'll read them out. But um, There are true and Where's our fans? other emails, everybody? You're just waiting. Nancy and for, Rebecca. For Super Soap Week. I, I don't know what's going to happen next week because we're, we're, we're doing our early episode, like I said. So after Wednesday's episode, the plan is to get recorded and hopefully release it on Wednesday night. So get your, get your feedback in before then if you want to have it featured in next week's episode. But I, I don't know whether we're going to have news and, and everything or whether it'll be just street talk or what. I don't know. Well, but yeah, please it's not send a super podcast feedback. week, is I'm it? very sad. Um, Nancy... Thank you, Nancy, always loyal, has said, when Nina revved up the engine last week, I was hoping there would be a moment when she came up close to Corey and then veered away. That would have been cool. Um, I have a theory about Abby. I think she's planning to have Tez do something to Corey. So close. I felt bad watching Abby listening to Kevin's message. I wonder if Corey will kill someone while someone's trying to kill him. Yeah, Just going to deflect that bullet. If Corey gets killed, there is no justice. Oh, that's an interesting take. This is like what we said about me. No, this is earlier you said that I think that he's going to go to jail. And I said, no, I think he should go to jail. My idea of justice is very akin to what a medieval peasant might think. Which is? Just kill them. Don't say naughty. Um, Zidane getting the van was wonderful because it wound Debbie up and it was hilarious. And Hashim showing up was a real twist. I have no doubt that Yasmin will find out about the blackmail. Uh oh. Of course. I love the way Ardy treats Summer. Will Summer end up going to Oxford, I wonder? Is Summer going to fall in a hole? No. It was great to see David looking so happy now that Summer is mentoring Max too. Um, She also likes the idea of James training young blackmails black managers no <laughs> no young, young black, black players, players to be managers now Dancy says I think James would make a great manager I, I don't know what you're basing that on Dancy but I think she's a bit that James would be about as good a manager as Beth would be he, he hasn't 
I don't know. We... Yeah, but if he gets a notebook that says girl boss on it, there's nothing he can't do. <laughs> I mean, he if you're a football got... manager, you don't boss girls around, Jen, because girls don't play football, do they? It's already, he's already got a nice pink sparkly <laughs> notebook. I don't, I don't no, know. No, girls can't play football, everybody knows it it's feels like fact. It feels like uh, maybe they are wanting to have James be the manager of Weatherfield Football Club, but um, I don't think he's shown I... any management potential whatsoever. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't, has he? He hasn't. Uh, what should we do, boss? Football! Kick the ball in the goal. No, not that one. Oh. Um, Sally and Fergus make a good team. Um, Nancy says, I hope that Sally wins her fight to get residential parking. And if Sally ran for mayor, Fergus could be a campaign manager. <gasps> I hadn't thought about that. That'd be amazing. Oh, oh yes, awesome. I would love that. More Fergus, I'll tell please. you what, one thing that is missing from this story that is possibly connected to climate change that's so obvious... Um, but wouldn't wouldn't fly on the show is improving the um, public transport links because that's the biggest reason why most people, lots of people, we we only have one car in our family, so I'm trapped here. I don't really know where the buses are at the moment, um, and it's a bit of a pain. I I wish I had a car, but if we had a tram stop up the road, I don't think I'd be clogging the street up with cars. No, so that's why it's kind it. of funny that they're talking about, oh, this is the obvious solution here, residential parking. Well, actually, the real solution is stop driving your car around and use the bloody trams because you're lucky as hell in Manchester to have trams. And I know that everybody lives near a tram stop and trams don't go everywhere you need them to go, but it's a lot better than some places. Yes, it is. Jenny and Daisy. You should be proud of it. That's what I'm saying. You should be proud of the things that make Manchester unique. And one of them is trans. Trans is fantastic. Really, really good. Jenny and Daisy together are hilarious. Nancy says, it's great to see this kind of banter in the Rovers again. Jenny knows that Daisy is not right for Daniel. And I loved seeing her trying to match Daisy up with Leo. But I could tell Leo likes Jenny. Who will she end up with? Finally, I don't think Sabine will be able to find any evidence that Sharon coerced Harvey. I think Imran will tell Toya where he was the night of the verdict. Correct. And Simon gave up the phone too easily. Now, Nancy gave last week's episodes three and a half bold patterns out of five. (laughs) Reference to Debbie there. And her character of the week was Miss Jennifer Bradley. Thank you very much, Nancy. Gemma, just arrange yourself on the bed. Well, this is we we desperately need to get somewhere to do this podcast that isn't crouching on the bed because it is really really uncomfortable to sit here for like three or four hours every week. It's not great for me because I've since I hurt my ankle, I can't sit cross-legged very comfortably. It really really hurts. Uh-huh. I have to have a I have to have a cushion under my knee. I don't I don't know how badly that the microphone's been picking up. But I've been rearranging myself all over the place. I'm not, not down there. I've been just moving. I've, no, I've been, you know, I've been lying. I've been sitting. I've been leaning. Sometimes I, I do hear us moving backwards and forwards in front of the microphone. Oh dear, we need to try and stay still. I know we need to be professional. To We're actually on. getting paid to do this now. What do you mean? What on the Patreon? Yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, we we need to get. Stop our... looking away. That's that also affects it. We need to get um another room set up. <laughs> your head is where we're going to have a table and chairs. Table and chairs. No, we're not. Are we? We get a sofa. We're gonna have a sofa. Oh yeah, with a table. But I, I, I can't record we podcasts need to have, on the bed for much longer. Who are those two comedians? Smith and you know, um, there was a fat one and a thin one, and they used to sit opposite each other in the eighties, like two male comedians. Hale and Pace. No, they're like Cannon them. Cannon and Ball. No. Anton Tag. They're not comedians. <laughs> Don't look into it, Gemma. Just read Rebecca's email. Oh, who was it? And they used to have... It used to be like... I think I know who you mean. I can picture them. Okay. 
Um, Rebecca says, I think that Abby's been up to dodgy stuff with Tez, but hopefully now she's heard the answer machine message from Kevin, she will come back. Like Gemma, I like the message, as it isn't really within Kevin to admit his feelings like that. I was also surprised to see the dog and gun again. I, I didn't read, I had the, do- the word. That's not a very nice way to refer to Abby. <laughs> and a newly acquired firearm. <laughs> the way this is written, the word dog is on the is on the end of the line. So I was like, what dog? Oh, dog and gun. <laughs> and gun. Yeah. Corey is such a get. She I was didn't... a dirty dog this week, Abby, wasn't she? God. The dog and gun. That would have been a good... That's a bit mean though, isn't it? No. <laughs> um, Corey is such a get. I don't know what is worse. Him... Well, she, she did sleep with Inman, so she is a dirty yeah, dog. Yeah, she is. And he's a stupid she's a, pig. She's a lady dog. Yes. I still love her. She, I, I think she's great. Corey is such a git. I don't know what is worse. Him pretend sympathising with Nina and Abby or dedicating the goal he scored to Seb. What's the cat eating? She's not. She's just licking herself and oh. on top of a plastic wrapper. Like, like what did I just say? Like Michael, I also enjoyed seeing the Woody again and I thought Nina and... Roy's scenes were adorable. I also enjoyed the restaurant wars as it was silly... But enjoyable. I also thought Yasmin and Sedan's father-in-law could could date. However, I don't really what? like gangster stuff on Cory. I really want Debbie and Ronnie to start dating. Like you two, love the tension between Jenny and Debbie. As much as I love Ardy and Summer, I do worry that Ardy is going to grow tired of her, not giving him any attention. I'm wondering if Max will stick his nose in and start to make Ardy. Sorry, the cat's really distracting me. Stop messing around, Debbie. Sit still. <laughs> I do a... Uh, I wonder if Max is going to stick his nose in and start to make Ardy wonder if something's happening between Daniel and oh, Summer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, are you going to move the screen I, up I'll before screen, I get to that? There you go. I like the idea of James becoming a coach or along those lines, being his leaving story, so planting, planting seeds now is good. Oh, yeah, leaving story. They're all good. The James and Steve scenes also went over my head as well. I loved Fergus, especially his salutations. <laughs> I also liked Sally mentioning how she was bored and needed something to do. I really hope she goes back into some sort of politics. I also like Sally mentioning about Tin being some uh, bigamist as well. I'm on Gemma's side. I bet Leo is into Jenny and why shouldn't she have a bit of fun? I much prefer Leo to Ronnie and if she has to separate from Johnny... If she has to separate from Johnny. Still wish she and Johnny would get back together again. Character of the week is Fergus, and I give it three. Corey, Corey, hallelujahs out of five. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, I just want to point something out with you. You've got double standards here, because you are going on and on about how awful Imran is, but you don't seem to care that Abby also also cheated on Kevin. No, I know. We didn't really talk about that, did we? No, I am. I, I, I'm disappointed in Abby. I mean, the thing is, I'm not as into Kevin and Abby as a couple as I am well, Imran then, and Toya. You're a hypocrite. Um, I, I, I know. I, the, 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 this is what I say. They're, they're throwing both characters under the bus this week a little bit, but... I know, but the way you were talking, and I didn't even pick up on it, it's like Abby wasn't even... No, I know I was. I was talking like that, wasn't I? No, I, I totally, I totally blame Abby as for drunk this. As each other. They, they were both very drunk. Um, they'd both had a bit of a rough day, and, <laughs> and yeah, if you if you go back and watch the scenes beforehand, um, and they're saying, "Oh, sometimes you can do something bad and get away with it." So it was all, it was all quite foreshadowed. Oh dear, I hope it's worth it next week. I hope it. Um, I hope that it wasn't just thrown in there for some naff scenes in a rubbishy super soap week but I'm sure it won't be I'm looking forward to it like I said I think it should be fun thank you very much Rebecca for thank you um, very much 
that feedback. Um, the, the, the thing with uh, Debbie and Ronnie, they did seem to imply that things were, or did they even say that things were getting quite hot and heavy between Ronnie and Debbie, or didn't they this week? Have they actually done it? I, I thought that they said that they had. What's this? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie and Debbie. They were saying yes. this week that they've been at it. Didn't they? Did they? I thought they did. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Need to see it if it doesn't happen. Thank you very much to our latest Patreon, which is Tina Lewis. It's been a little while since Thank we've you. had a new patron, so that was very nice to get that notification the other day. Or was it this morning? I can't remember. Um, and that is it for another podcast. Like I said, keep an eye out on our feed probably Wednesday night, possibly Thursday, because that is when the next episode is going to be and we'll be halfway through Super Soap Week. Um, And please send us your feedback. Let us know what you think of it. Um, Is it living up to your expectations? Are you devastated by the choice of victims? Um, Is it all a bit melodramatic and silly? Or is it just great? Let us know. We will be recording Wednesday evening. Smith and Jones. That's the name of the comedy duo. And I can't remember why I was talking about them now. Uh, that's how we should record a podcast. Yes, we should. Okay. I guess. I'll be the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> um, email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com or go to our blog, that's conversationstreet.podbean.com. You can leave some comments there or even on the Podbean app. Um, please, uh, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, go and do that. That would be lovely. Five stars, please, and say how wonderful Conversation Street is. And um, also, you can find us on various social media channels, including, but not limited to, well, actually <laughs> it is, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and we are going to exclusively reveal what, that this? we are going to start a TikTok channel no, where not. we do dances to your favourite variations of the Coronation Street theme, starting with the original all the way back in 1960 and working our way through the years until we reach the current day because we are also going to exclusively reveal that the new theme tune to Coronation Street is coming out this year and it's going to be debuted exclusively on our TikTok channel. Okay? I d- don't believe a word of it. None of that was true. Um, but wouldn't it be cool if it was? No. Oh. Um, do, do, join what our Facebook. Follow us on. people? No, I said Facebook. I oh, know, I was wondering you know about them. Yeah, the little people. kids that they apparently they employed. They've got a million followers or whatever yeah. and they're going to do about Coronation Street. Yeah. What about our TikTok channel? Yeah. No, we haven't got one. Um, look at our YouTube channel <laughs> if you want to look at channels. There's videos. Yeah. We've uploaded old stuff there. We did the do- we've nice uploaded pictures. the dances to the YouTube channel. Um, and, um, and we'll port them over. If we haven't put you off then and you want actually more of, of Conversation Street goodness, then um, why not sign up to our Patreon? Could you get a little bit of 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 a thousand patrons, we will make our own sinkhole. I will. I will go along and with that. And people can come and fall in. Thousand it. patrons. And if I get, if we get, um, I just like I'd do it for a thousand YouTube. If we get ten thousand, I will push that Tim like in. I'm one at the moment. <laughs> oh gosh, we're done. We are done. It's late. Um, I enjoyed that episode. I thought that was a good one. I thought we had some good chats today. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all chatted out. I'm not going to talk to you again for the rest of the week. About this week's Coronation Street. Quite excited about next week. Um, We will see you sooner than usual. Sooner than usual. Oh, I forgot. I I want to. I want to thank our guest, our special guest, um, Elsie, this week for all her her thoughts about Coronation Street. Elsie, have you got any uh, any final thoughts before we round up for the night? 
Okay, thank you very much. Right, but, try everybody. Can I just say, I really think that she's into the TikTok thing. She looked really excited when I said about that. <laughs> Kids love it, don't they? Should we write it? Goodbye, everybody. See you next Isn't week. Isn't it about time they turn to the tune? The music for this episode, yes, came from podcast Techno, like themes. like a sort of a Doctor Who vibe or maybe a News at 10 kind of theme. Com. Do, do, do. Oh, I don't know.